Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> and Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of a... The Bailey Show. On 98 Rock. All right, here it is Wednesday, the 16th day of August, 2023. Thanks for being... Here, my name's Jason Bailey right there. That is Nikki D. That is me. Oh, every time she's going to reach for the microphone. <laughs> I have to. No, you can you can pull it. It's mobile. You can pull it closer to you. There you go. I have it like all the way up. Okay. Wait, well, wait a minute. What we ha- oh, I'll get to you in a second. Uh, there is Nelson. <laughs> Hi. Hi. And here's your phone number. 916-909-0985. Uh, you can also text us at that same number on the text machine. Uh, messaging data rates apply the odyssey app the baileyshow.com two ways you get our podcast and stream us anytime any place anywhere and then on social media listen to the bs give us a like follow share and at the bailey show on youtube now this is what i told you nikki i said hey you're going to hawaii honolulu nowhere near the fires we've made that very clear yesterday and why she's there uh because it's a promotion that was set in stone well before this tragedy took place there's a big promotion to follow afterwards that we have postponed because of what is happening right now. With that being said, you know, I said, look, you can go out there, you can do your thing, you know, for, for Disney and all that stuff, but you got to work. You got to be on the show. So I gave her some of my equipment to take out there, and I said, you can't be quiet. I know you're <laughs> sharing a room with your daughter, but, you know, you, you got to work. She's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to get up. She's going to have to listen to me. She's going to have to do this. And but you see her now, she's. <laughs> Talking like this. No. <laughs> I, I don't want to scream. Oh, I, yeah. Never mind. It's Nikki D. And I, you know, but I'm going to be a part of the show. I'm going to be a shadow of what I usually am. And the microphone is going to be five feet from me. But I'm going to grab it every time. Because I am Nikki D. And I don't have to do these things. My daughter is getting her beauty sleeping, which I should be doing as well, with cucumbers on my eyes. I would love to be doing that. See, actually, how tired she sounds. Uh-huh. Wow, I don't know if this is going to work. To be honest with you, you sound horrible. What time do you get to bed? Bed? I got in a bed at like nine thirty, which is earlier than I would at home. But you know, then it was midnight our time, which is what my body is still on. Yeah. Well, your body doesn't switch up that quickly. I mean, you can get a good month out of it before. I'm still on East Coast time. Yes. That's, that's why this schedule's perfect, because when I get up at, you know, 3.42 or whatever my alarm's set for, <laughs> it's actually 6.42. Right. Which is fantastic. But you're what? Three, is it? What's Honolulu? Three hours behind. Three, 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 three hours behind. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's three right now here. <laughs> three a.m. in the morning. But I got up. I spruced myself up. Yeah. I sprayed my face. Put some, you know, wash it. Put my oil on. Yeah, so we'll see what happens I, by I Thursday. Feel like I'm looking. Oh, I think Friday by she's gonna, she's going to be fried. Yeah, because <laughs> you've got to go and do all these different excursions and stuff to, you know, in yeah. a couple of weeks when you come back and post all this stuff on social media, you got to 
you know, we had a great time. We're doing all this stuff, but your day is packed, right? My day is packed. As soon as the show ends, I have 30 minutes to get dressed and be out the door. Yeah. She sent me pictures last night. She's like, oh, my God, they're, Disney's treating us so well. They made us a sign, and they gave us a bag, and the bag is full of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've worked with Disney for many years, and that's how they do it. They, they, they make you feel like a, a prince or a princess when you walk in. I mean, that's the whole point. They're extremely hospitable. And uh, and this is Nikki's first experience like that. She said, it's a bag. It's full of stuff. It's got drink cups. It's got hats. It's got everything. It does. She loves her free stuff. Loves her free stuff. Yeah. It makes you feel like you've arrived. Did you have a big dinner? Stuff. Like, did you go out and you, you know, get to taste the land? It wasn't, um, no, it wasn't a big dinner. I had sushi. Oh, okay. Well, I'm that's sure. Nice. And chicken. Sushi's probably sushi and chicken. pretty good uh, there on the, so. Mm -hmm. You're well over 100 miles from Maui, where the fires are. Yes. Did, yes. I mean, dumb question. Like, can you see it? Smell it? People seeing Ooh, people I think come that's over. That's a good question. Somebody else asked me that. You from here, you can't see, smell anything. No. Um, flying over, a friend of mine that actually lives here said that you can see it, but I wasn't sitting by the window because I let my daughter sit there, so no. I didn't see anything, because she had the shades pulled down, and so, no, I didn't see anything. And you wonder why that is, because Canadian wildfires will make, like, breathing conditions horrible all throughout the Midwest and the East Coast. No idea. I have no idea. And that's way more than 100 miles. Like the ones that went into New York? Uh-huh. And, like, blanketed mm -hmm. it and everything? Well, they're, you know... Right. Conspiracy theorist rate stand up, you know, I mean, figure that out. Sky lasers. There's uh I was reading a story, but I guess I did not know this, but this is probably really important for everybody to know. Uh, a new iPhone feature allows you to send an emergency text via satellite versus uh, if you don't have a signal. Right. Hmm. So, you know, you, you know, if you don't there, there's an emergency feature on your phone. But if you don't have a signal, if you're not on Wi-Fi, it doesn't work, but uh, you can connect. A button pops up. It says emergency text via satellite, and then the on-screen instructions guide you through it. You know and what that says? Huh. That means that these phones are already satellite phones. They just don't give us access to it. Well, of course, because you can use them internationally. I mean, you you, you would have to have known that. Yeah, but that means that, that you shouldn't need a network at all. No. Well, that's why they're probably oh. transitioning to 5G. Right. Oh, so you're thinking 5G is no will be so you don't need towers at all. No, I think 5G is the bridge to the next level of it. And 6G is no towers. Unless they just skip to 10G because it sounds better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> For an anniversary. Or what up G. <laughs> I like that better. What, what up, up G. Only Cricket has that, by uh, the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 so you can send the reason I bring this up is because there are stories coming from Maui of people using this feature. And there is a screenshot that five people in a van used it to get help uh, during uh, one of the big fires. So it is, and they said it literally saved their lives. You know, you've heard stories like that with people's iPhone. I mean, I um, Apple watch where they have that emergency feature on the side mm -hmm. that if you double click, you can, you know, call nine one one if you don't have your phone with you. Right. That's good to know. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you can get, cell you know, I have cellular on my watch. So I know that watches can get it, but I didn't realize that you could, you've got a 
That's like a secret agent phone. Yeah, see, like, watch this. I'll push this twice. Don't, do, don't push it twice. Oh. What is it called, 911? Actually, I don't even know how to do it. Hold on, let me push it. Don't accidentally call the police. Oh, there you go. Because I'll push mine. You, well, you push and hold it. If you push and hold it, oh, you'll okay. get... It's kind of like on your phone when you do the volume, volume, power, and then it has mm-hmm. that screen that comes up where you slide to, to restart or, or what or hard yeah. reset or whatever it is. Uh-oh. So if you hard push on the bottom right or the bottom button under the dial on your watch... It'll give you medical ID, compass backtrack. I don't even know what that is. And then, oh, like, em- if you're lost in the woods, and then emergency. Yeah, it'll backtrack you. Emergency call. Wow. Yeah. What's my medical ID? Let me push that. Organ donor. <laughs> uh, sharing emergency calls and lock screen. I'm 48. Okay. Ooh, they got me a little light on here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my Apple Watch knows something I don't. I'd be very happy if I was actually that way right now. Right, you haven't been on a scale in a while. No, we just found it in the box, too, and it's just sitting there waiting for my feet. It's one of those scales that, like, gets everything in your body, Uh muscle mass and all that stuff, and I'm like, I'm a little heavy right now. O-plus, blood type, yes, donor. You know your blood type? I know my blood type, too. You don't know yours? I don't know mine. And you know what? When I went to my doctor and I was like, hey, what's my blood type? He's like, I don't know. Go give blood. That's not something they just keep in your records. You should know your blood type. I don't. Yeah. You definitely should. It's not I've known mine since I was 19. It's got an A in it. And everyone, especially guys, should give blood every 56 days, I think it is. What? Yeah, because because if, you, if your red blood cells get to a certain point, mm-hmm. you cannot give blood. If you feel lethargic and you're tired and you're beat to... Seriously. Yeah, you're you, just describing the last 30 years of my life. Well, it's, I was about to say, you're describing Nielsen. Well, it, <laughs> Wait, are you attacking me right well, now? Well, I mean, one, it could be your testosterone you know, and your levels there, but if you're not replenishing your red blood cells, it'll slow you down. Okay. So you have to get rid of the old red blood cells so your testosterone, especially if you're on testosterone, develop new red blood cells. And it's like, it's like getting a... A five-hour energy shot right into your bloodstream. Right after you give blood, you're like, Poo, okay, ready to rock and roll. So My blood type is actually CG. CG? Country, I? country gravy. Country gravy, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Nelson, Nelson goes and gets a blood type and just says thin. <laughs> all right. Uh, I know that this is going to be a minute until this story runs out, which I'm, I'm all in. I'm fascinated. Why Michael Orr is going after the Tuies. The blind side story comes to life, but this is the bizarro version of it uh-huh. where he's suing them for money, saying that they're these horrible people that took advantage of them. Well, the Tuies didn't waste any time. They got a lawyer and they came out yesterday blazing guns and explaining the whole thing. Uh, this does not look good for Mr. Michael Orr. So we'll tell you that story in a minute. Hang Got to tell you, Nelson, that was a little painful to watch. What was? What was? You trying to communicate with <laughs> Nikki D. <laughs> I wondered if that's what he was talking about. During the commercial break, because she's on Zoom there in Honolulu, trying to tell her how much time until we go live, and you're trying to do sign language. You're, yeah. f- you're frozen, by the way. You're, you're scr- yeah, you are frozen. Yeah, that's what happens when you do. I was like, why don't you just, why don't you just slate her, you know? Oh, there you go. There's no, your noises again. No, because there's somebody in another room messing with our stuff. Oh, boy. Oh, somebody's messing with our stuff. Because you're frozen <laughs> now, too. 
<laughs> now, uh-oh, Nelson goes into freak-out mode. All right, it's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I can hear you. As long as I can hear you, I'll yes. As long as, you know, we master. I thought we mastered this, Nikki, during the pandemic. I know Nelson wasn't with us, but, like, we had this thing down pat. I had this thing down yeah, pat. Yeah, I mean, we wake up, everybody come to my house. My wife would wake up in the morning, make us all breakfast. We'd sit down in the man room, and we had a little makeshift studio, and, Mm-hmm. We talked about COVID, and then we tried to talk about other things. and Right. And we it was so hard during that time because that couch was so comfortable. Every morning I had to fight sleep. Well, that and you had to fight the high jump, which is less than a half an inch. <laughs> if, if any of you listening get the pleasure, the opportunity to meet Nikki D in person, like, she's out and about, as we say. <laughs> Ask her to do one thing for you. Ask her to jump as high as she can. <laughs> I swear, Don't ask me this that. girl has got ups. She can, she, can, she can clear a credit card, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> so we had all these cables on the floor, and to watch her lift her leg to get... Now, granted, she was heavier then, but lift her leg to get over these cables... I mean, it was it was just as painful to watch that as it was for watching you to communicate with her. And I'm like, give her a G chat, go into Zoom and do the thing and do the thing and do the thing. Why are you sign languaging her and it's backwards? On top of that, <laughs> idiot, <laughs> what are you doing? There was very little space where I had to try to climb oh, and jump over please. ropes. Okay, so let's be clear. <laughs> you had to lift your right leg and then your left leg. These tasks that I asked you, high. these tasks that I asked you to do at my house were so over the top. I know <laughs> they were. It was like an obstacle course in there. So the uh, Tui family is fighting back. Just to just to kind of catch up. Uh, yesterday, the story broke about Michael Orr. You know, he played in the NFL for for quite some time, uh, and he was a very good offensive lineman. The movie The Blind Side's about him with Sandra Bullock and Tim uh, Tim McGraw, and you know, and The Blind Side, him being the the left tackle, the blind side of a quarterback. But it's also a metaphor for his upbringing, which was very bad. He had a bad home life. His mom was a mess. He had a bunch of siblings. Uh, this family, you know, Michael Orr is black. The Tuies are white. They, you know, he, they find him just walking around with no place to live, no place to sleep, and they bring him in. So the movie's great. Sandra Bullock wins an Oscar, and uh, then the rest is history. Now, he's spoken out a couple times, you know, saying that, you know, the movie wasn't completely accurate. It was, well, you know, we expect that. It's Hollywood. Sure. It's, it's, it's going to mm-hmm. be a movie. So now he's saying, hey, look, I'm suing you for millions of dollars because you lied to me. You, you, you said that I was adopted, but it was a conservatorship. And this conservatorship, you had uh, pretty much NIL, you know, name uh, or N, is it name, image, image, likeness. Like, yeah, name yep. image likeness. Of, of me through my career, you've made all this money, you made all this money off the movie, uh, you never gave me my cut, blah, 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 blah. So the twoies fire back immediately. And this is how you handle something like this. I am not a wait back and see type of guy. It's mm-hmm. killed me a couple different times in my life where I've been forced by counsel to have to sit back and shut my mouth in order to fight whatever it was that I was going through drives me insane right i mean nikki isn't that not the best thing is just to come right out and go hey look let me hit this head on yes because sitting and waiting and everybody you know listening to people's opinions not being able to speak your piece would drive me nuts absolutely bonkers so the tui family goes no 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 no. our 
here's our attorney, and he's got something to say. Uh, this Marty Singer guy. But the family's spoken out, too. The kid, the little kid has spoken mm-hmm. out, even, I, I, I read. And Did you say yesterday why he's just now coming out and doing this? Again, it's 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 because he just now's the right time for him uh, in his mind that you know we have our 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 theories, but okay. it's there's nothing in concrete that he he said I'm doing it. It's just that's the right time. It's like when okay, it's like when somebody just comes forward just for no reason whatsoever. You must just need some money right well, now. Well, and when you get an earful of what this family attorney said about the whole proceedings, you'll realize he's not just coming forward now. Right. He, he's done this before. He's tried to shake down the family, the attorney saying, even the, the younger brother, uh, I believe CJ's his name, he's, he's got a string of text messages like there is a family text thread. For years, they're on this text thread, and there's proof. And Michael Orr is on this text thread with the family saying, I need money, I want money, I need money, I want money. And, you know, being the conservatorship, I guess that's their job to say, hey, look, here's the money, here's not the money, and that kind of stuff. To dole it out responsibly for him. And I guess that's probably the biggest, you know, issue, one of the biggest issues you could have with a conservatorship. I know probably the most famous one that we know of is the Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. But if you have someone else in charge of your money... That's like a bank. Have you ever gone to the bank and the bank saying our computers are down, we can't give you <laughs> your money? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know how angry we get when that it's our money? You know, when you somebody can't get it out. And when somebody says they're not giving you your money, you get angry. Mm-hmm. Rightfully. If, if rightfully, but if I were to guess, I would guess Michael Orr probably not the best with money and that's why they did it. You know, from the get-go. I mean, the the guy where, you know, they they agreed upon it. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what I was just getting ready to say. Yeah, you 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 are angry if you ask for your own money and don't get it back. But isn't that the purpose of you putting someone else over it? Because there comes a time where you're going to ask for it, and they probably feel like you don't need it, or you're going to do something reckless with it. So, isn't the conservatorship for them to say no? That's yeah. It's it's kind of. I mean, we haven't gotten into this yet, but Nelson has a conservator. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I do when I it's been on the planner for months now. But <laughs> one of these days I will actually this might be the best time to get to it sooner yeah. than later. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But but Michael Orr has has tried to shake this family down. Now, I would I would throw caution to the wind in the story if the Tuies weren't already well off. You know, I know the Internet wants to make this a black and white thing because that's the world we live in. But if you watch The Blind Side, yes, black and white is part of it, but it's the good story of it. It's it's people coming together. It's people not seeing color. It's people, you know, helping one another. It's overcoming racism and blah, 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 blah. You know, whether- and this story is not uncommon either, especially like in small towns. There's several of my uh, classmates and things that I know personally who had people like the Thule step in they're football players, and they help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is very common. I, I have a I have a friend that uh, is almost actually. It's just thought about this. He's uh, well, I think he's retired now, but a high powered defense attorney, one of the best in the country. And I mean, this is years and years ago. Uh, adopted uh, a, a young African American kid that was in a bad spot, and raised him. And guy went off to college, and now is very successful. And it's all because of the family. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't have had those opportunities. Michael Orr would have not have had these opportunities. But look, every right. family has that guy. Every family has this person, the one that always wants more. You know, Nelson's theory, which I'm jumping on the bandwagon, is there's a woman 
that's involved and has gotten in the or ear mm-hmm. and has said, hey, look, this is your money. The Tuies have already said, hey, if you want it, if you want your, you know, if you want out of this, that's fine. We're not going to fight you on it. You can have it. Go ahead. We, go, go ahead. Do, do your thing, man. So that's why they're kind of, you know, like, what's going on here? Why are you so mad at us? Why are you suing us? You, you can have whatever you want. And the lawyer mm-hmm. backs uh, backs your play that you've been bringing up for the last 24 hours, Bailey, and that is the Tuies don't need the money that they made from the blind side, so they they're not holding it from you. It's not millions of dollars like you think like you think it is. Like licensing the story, yes, was a big payday for them, but it's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and they got a couple of points on the profit of a movie, and very rarely do guys get paid heavily on the profits of a movie. I I, I just there's there's still more to this. Like there's a it's either it's either the woman. Mm-hmm. Or the woman and there's a situation where he's broke. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, I don't yep. think I've ever heard of a story of somebody that used to play in the NFL. That, <laughs> that's out of money. That's out of money. I, I don't know if I've ever heard that story before. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, it, it, I, I'm I'm team Tui on this one. It's just. I would it, agree as well. I think if I was them, I would give, I would go right to the court, file it, whatever, give him his conservatorship, end it, be mm-hmm. done with it, and be done with him. That's what I would do. Is it easy to get rid of a conservatorship? I think you just got to go before a judge and. Um, <clears throat> like a what? divorce. Yeah. 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 Dissolve, Dissolve it. it or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So I say dissolve it, and I would just literally be done with it and him. You know, I got to tell you, I've never heard the word conservatorship more in the past year than I have in my entire life. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it, which makes me wonder, you know, how many people have these things? And, and we just don't know about it. And we just don't know about it because it's not a conversation, right? I mean, like, think about, you know, whatever age you are, how many people you've gone out to dinner with and shared, you know, personal stories of your life, and they've shared personal stories of their lives. Usually finances come into play at some aspect. Money comes up at some point. I've never had somebody say, well, pff, my conservator said. <laughs> never. Never. Me either. Lots Nelson's of dinners. the first person I've met that has one. Right. Exactly. Yeah, me too. Like in real life, person where I can touch them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. a, it's like a zoo, a conservatorship zoo. I can actually <laughs> feed the animals. You are feeding this animal. You know, and he tells me like little bits and pieces here and there about this conservatorship that he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we'll we'll get to uh, you know probably tomorrow now. But Great. It, what I'm just ready. Tomorrow's a big day for you, actually. <laughs> oh yeah, we can talk about your conservatorship oh. and your stand-up comedy uh, career. Let's talk about the conservatorship. I think I feel more comfortable with that. <laughs> I- Ian's gonna come on, by the way. Ian Bag. Listen, you guys aren't. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Why is he coming on? Because I, I'm 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 gonna have no. <laughs> I heard a little. You were off yesterday, so I, I heard a little bit about how the stand up went this past Saturday. Are you undoing all my hard work, Bailey? <laughs> well, me? No, I just listen. Yeah, you. Because it was it took a lot for me to get Nelson there to do the stand up comedy to have the courage, and I don't need him tore down if I just build him all the way up to do this. No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. I'm not tearing anybody down. I was just a listener. Then what are we doing? Well, well, hold on for a second, easy, Cheetah. I mean, I it first off, let's 
Let's loosely use the term stand-up comedy, okay? Okay. No, that's what he did. First, well, I mean, I don't know, one, how much standing up he did, and two, I don't know how much comedy <laughs> he was up He stood up the there. entire time, and he did a five-minute set. I have been told that I'm better as a sit-down comic, so maybe I, w- I need to. Well, and again, let's use the comic thing loosely, too. Oh, okay. So, so he th- Nelson was the third funniest person there. The th- outside what, the waiter and the dishwasher? <laughs> no, the other two comedians that went. Okay, well, this is open mic. Not other two comedians that went. There was more. You see, <laughs> there yeah, were I picked a lot up more on people it. that went, but he was the third funny. Okay, there's maybe twenty people went, okay. and Nelson was the third funniest. Let me make it very clear. I'm very much pro Nelson on Thank this. Thank you. But okay, everybody needs improvement. Everybody, yeah, oh, okay, for sure. So I have a friend who's, in my opinion. The best stand-up comic that exists. I love your friend. I am a fan of his comedy. And so I just, all I ask is that he's not just coming to just tear me up, right? No, 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 no. I mean, I don't know what he's going to say. Sure. Oh, I sure hope he's I'm not going to be able to match him. I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to be able to match him in wits. The guy's crowd work is like next level. He's a professional. But like. But there's if he's prof- going to give you some pointers, that'll be good. There's professionals and then there's upper echelon professionals. Right. Here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's going to come on, mm-hmm. and I've asked Nelson to write some of the funny stuff that he's going to be doing this week God. to give people a little little taste ah. of of what they can get from Funny Man Nelson, and uh, you know, Baby Man going to make people laugh, and so yeah, Ian 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 is going to come up or come on and and just kind of maybe critique a little bit. That's all. Baby man, ready for stand up. Oh, he said critique. Okay, we're gonna see. I I'll think take it, I think it might be good. I'm ready he for might, a critique. He might some good help. I've yeah. worked in radio for 17 years. I have been critiqued. I can be critiqued at this. So the the only thing I'm not gonna allow you to continue on this path, this career, unless you promise me one thing. And that is, you cannot go by Nelson. What do you mean? I'm going by Nelson. No, 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 no. Yes, no. I am. That no. is my like name. Stand up comedy. What do you want him to that go by? That is my name. Baby man. Oh, baby man. Okay, never no. mind. I gotcha. I can't be baby man. Baby man, baby man ready to make funny. <laughs> if you drive by, let's say, <laughs> let's say the sack punchline, right? And they and they've got a, a a big sign outside. You know, they've got headliner Ian Bag, and then underneath, or no, let's just say Nelson's the headliner. Oh God, not Nelson. Yeah, Nelson's no. the headliner. Speak that thing. Am I going to drive by and go in and watch Nelson? Who I don't know. Never heard of him. Or do I want to go in and watch Baby Man? Baby Man. I'm I going. I want to see Baby Man. Who's Baby Man? Like, like, <laughs> like is this like a circus act? What is this? I was ready to fight now, that's you on a good it. Point. I think that's I might a good be point. in. So your alter ego <laughs> in the comedy man. world is Baby Man. Baby Man. He's only going to want two percent of your earnings. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's the other thing we haven't <laughs> talked about yet. I need you to sign this conservatorship. <laughs> The juice is running. The juice is running. <laughs> and you start off every show with baby man want to make you laugh. <laughs> and so it starts to catch on, and now you get a you get a fan base, and they come out there just to hear. I mean, they don't care about the rest of your set. All they care about is they want to hear, baby man want to make you laugh. How can I catch phrase? Oh, that is good. It's like that, uh, is good. that money, uh, that movie, Funny People with Adam Sandler when he did that Baby Man movie. Yeah, yes. you know, and they all want to hear him do that. You know, the little. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yeah. All right, first round of headlines. Nikki D, what you got? 
Oh, I thought it was Nelson. Oh, Nelson, you're going to do headlines? Well, I thought Nikki D was doing it. I had oh. ordered it up for her, but I can tell you what the first round of headlines is. Good communication, guys. Well, I apologize. We are going to tell you about a nanny that suffered a tragic accident while at a dealership and the latest place that Barbie has been banned. All right, two big stories from today. Get your first round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. All right, first round of headlines, thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. They do have the best service, the best price. That is guaranteed. Take advantage of that $39 preventative tune-up deal they got going on right now. 530-GOOD AIR. Nelson. An accident at a car dealership turns deadly. The driver slammed into a Toyota dealership in Mission Hills, California, where the nanny, identified as Yadera Kalido, had taken her car for service. Yadera Kalido is the name of the nanny of Catherine McPhee and David Foster, and it has been revealed by the LAPD that the 55-year-old woman was the victim of, of a fatal traffic collision that happened on the 9th. Uh, Entertainment Tonight confirms that the woman was the nanny of the couple's two-year-old son, Rennie Foster. What had happened was the accident was involving an 84-year-old woman who crashed her Toyota RAV4 into the Hamer Toyota Dealership Service Center in Mission Hills, California, causing major damage and colliding with several people inside. Two employees, aged 23 and 35, were transported to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries and are expected to make a full recovery. However, McPhee and Foster's nanny, age 55, a customer at the dealership, was not so lucky. Yeah, the old lady put her foot on the gas instead of the brake. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I was the car, the car was outside the dealership. Was it, was it in the parking Mm -hmm. lot? Yes, it was in the parking lot. And so I believe what was happening was she was going to uh, put it into, to park is what I'm assuming because it was already in gear. Yeah. And then she just, well, or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. Gotcha. And And then then she she, hit the, the gas. Yeah. She just shot, she shot through the showroom, which if you know, if you've ever been to a showroom in a, in a car dealership, you're like. I mean, like, what are the odds? They, they're usually there's there's cars all over the place. There's things that mm-hmm. are going to be in the way, right? But this this car beeline for this poor woman, and Catherine McPhee of American Idol fame, she was on tour. I didn't know she toured, mm-hmm. but she was on tour in like Asia, and she flew home immediately. Now her kid wasn't with the nanny at the time, Mm-mm. right? So, Thank God. yeah, no. no joke. I mean, that would be. I mean, just it's a horrible story as is. But even let's can we talk about the Catherine McPhee? Because I don't keep up with Catherine McPhee. I was a fan of hers on American Idol. I think she's very attractive. But uh, can we talk about her relationship? Her husband is like eighty years older than her. He is. And when I saw this story and I was looking everything up, I was like. Oh wow! I didn't know that that was her husband, and he sees and he salt and peppered hair and everything already. Yeah, don't. I mean, I'm embellishing. He's not 80 years older mm-hmm. than her. I think he's like what 30. I think he's 30 years older than 30 plus. Yeah, he, he. I mean, there's a big he's older though. Yeah, and when they met, they were a lot older. You know, she was a lot mm-hmm. younger. They've been together for a minute. I mean, he's a big time you know guy in the music business. And, you know, you you would understand if you're trying to make it in the music business and you, quote, unquote, fall in love with the guy that can pull some strings and make things <laughs> right. happen. You know, I get it. I understand it. It's there. But, wow, good for that guy, right? Yeah, it's the same as uh, uh, Michelle Branch. Remember her? Yeah. She she was with a big-time music producer. I mean, that eventually didn't work out for them. That was older. Mm-hmm. He well, was an older guy. Like a lot older. Yeah. Like, um, like this situation, like a 30-year-old. 
Like, what, what's the safe gap? 30's tough, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can remember when I got divorced from my first wife and I went and did, you know, like my last run, you know, before I, I, I got, you know, Rach locked me down. But uh, it, I, it, I was for some, I was like late 30s, I guess, at the time and mid to late 30s. And for some reason, I was attracting all these girls that were 21, 22 years old, 23 years old. Mm. It was just weird. Um, and I think it's because I had moved away from Orlando to Tampa and came back. And I had missed in that two years this like downtown party scene gap, which I was a huge part of. Prior. Oh, OK, yeah. So when I came back, it was like 10 years had passed by. It was really odd. It was a different scene. It was different people, different crowd. And these younger girls were out and I just attracted them. I don't know. I just started hanging out with them and I just kept meeting them and this and this and that. And they didn't give a damn. I was on the radio because, you know, even at that time, 21, 22 year olds didn't care that you're on the radio. No. And it, it was, I mean, I had some really good friendships and some good relationships. I thought it was just very difficult to have something in common with somebody with that big of an age gap, almost 20 years. Right. When I got out of my, when I got divorced with my wife, one of the first people I dated briefly was 29. I was 39 at the time. I called her the kid. Yeah, it's, it's 10, 10 years. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the rule of thumb is for a guy is any woman that you date, especially if they're younger, is you bring up Star Wars. And if they don't know anything about Star Wars, they got to go. They just got to Star go. Wars. Star I don't Wars. know anything about Star Wars. Well, then you got to go. That's a good Star Wars is the litmus <laughs> test. That's the bar. A good place of judgment. You don't know anything about Star Wars. Say something about I Star Wars about right now. Chewbacca. All right, there you go. There you go. Boom. Right, we're dating. We're in. Yeah. <laughs> the rest can be taught. Yes. The rest can be taught, just as long as you have an appreciation and know something. The whole movie's about apprenticeship. Yeah, it can be taught. If if you talk to somebody, if you're dating somebody, a girl that's a lot younger, and you go Star Wars, you go, is that? Here's a definite red flag. Is that is that Star Trek? Oh uh, no, you gotta go. You gotta go. That means you're, you're raised. That means you're raised bad poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it was it was very different. But that they have a huge age gap. I was looking at it, I was like, God, I didn't know that. That's what are you talking about? There's just about? A, a cap that I won't cross. Like I won't really date men younger than me. And if you're younger than me, year two, all right. Five years younger than me, less, I won't do it. And then older, I won't go older than 10. 10 is my cutoff. I don't want to change diapers. Uh, I don't. Change diapers for the man? My old husband, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Okay, not like a new baby, but like a no. man. Yeah, like a man. A man. But so here's here's the here's the caveat to that, Nikki D, is, and I think a lot of women might have this mentality more than men do, is because men tend to date younger, right? Women mm-hmm. tend to date older. Uh, women mature faster than men. That's the theory. Mm-hmm. So they want an older man that's more mature. You know, little secret, men really never mature. Yes. We <laughs> always stay immature. And spoiler alert. Ju- yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. We're, yeah. we, we never grow up. We're Toys R Us kids. They asked about it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but here's the thing is that it's it's a smart move, a smart play on the women's side Date an older guy that you can deal with, that you can put up with, have a conversation with. Make sure he's got some gatuses in the bank because they're going to die faster. And if you plan it out perfectly, <laughs> time it. You, yeah, if you time it perfectly <laughs> where by the time they die, you still have a second chapter in your book. And you can, right, you're still going to look good. You're going to feel good. 
And so. you can go get, uh, you can go pull somebody else, maybe somebody your own age, and die together, and that will be and your happy run, money. right? And you'll be rich, <laughs> you'll be fine, and that's how a lot of women think, and it's not a bad thing, right? I mean, we know somebody in that situation, Nikki D. We definitely do know somebody in that situation. My problem would be all the old guys that I run into, they're just like deacons in the church. They don't have any money anyway, so it's not doing me any good to go, to go with that theory. Where are you trying to find men like the deacon mixer at well, I'm church? I'm not trying to find them. They come to me. I'm an old man magnet. I'm telling you, they come out of everywhere. Okay. I can be in the grocery store. I could be at church. I could be online. I could just be strolling to the mailbox. An old man will find me. Okay. That's how it works. It, but but like all the, they're always from, they're broke. The, yeah, but they're religious. All the men that are trying to find you is that what I'm understanding? I mean, a lot of them. I'm telling you, that's just the the caveat for me. It's like they're like deacons in the church, or they work at a school, or I mean, they don't have any money. Yeah. I, I don't know. They just don't have any money. Come to the second church of Jesus Christ tonight. We got a mixer going on. <laughs> <laughs> Date your deacon night. It's gonna be it's gonna be Thursdays. If you want to come by on Wednesday, we're doing prayers and martinis. <laughs> it's uh it's gonna be a lot of fun. And if uh, you really want to get to know them, well, we are going to do a round of speed confessions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so take 60 seconds and confess your sins to the deacon. And if he likes you, he's going to take you out for a bingo night, which is on Tuesday nights uh, here at the Second Church of Jesus Christ. You're lucky you get double bingo. Yeah, or double deacon. Double deacon. <laughs> See that woman over there? She's a floozy. She went double deacon last oh. weekend, I heard. <laughs> They went to go see the, the Sounds of Freedom together, whatever that movie is. Lord. All right, we got another story. Yeah, go ahead. We do have another story. It's a billion-dollar franchise already, but would you say Barbie is immoral? Screenings of Barbie in the country that began on July 21st have been halted, as the film, quote, promotes homosexuality and other Western deviances and breaches the country's religious and cultural values. According to Algeria, Barbie is on ban. It has banned the Barbie movie for supposedly damaging morals, though plenty of Algerians have already had the opportunity to have their morals damaged as the film was released in the North African country more than three weeks ago. Yeah, well, if Algeria says it, mm -hmm. then we should probably say it. <laughs> well, they joined Saudi Arabia oh. and several other, uh, several other Muslim countries that are Because that are it's, it's empowering to women. Because yes. it's empowering right. women, and absolutely. They, and, you know, and these these people don't want to give power to women. Right? Not at all. I mean, I, I don't even know. I think, what, Saudi Arabia just let them drive for a minute? For, know, right, for a second. For a second, and they took it away or something like that. It's like, it's like, when you go to the... Yeah. When you go to those countries, the briefings that we have to have on, like, how we have to act in public, the things that we have to do, because you still have to uh, do the things they do in their culture when you go over there, it's insane. Like... It's one of the places that when you go visit, it's like, okay, it's cool, but I don't want to stay here long because I can't do all these customs and wear all these clothes. And do it's a lot. You would think that would be right up your alley. New new outfit every day. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's you have to be very careful, like with even what we wear. God, that girl's get all these briefings on that stuff. The most beautiful ankles I've ever seen. <laughs> what, what kind of guy are you? I'm an eyes and ankle guy. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you're a hair guy, you're a butt guy. Nah, 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 nah. I'm a I'm an eyes and ankle guy. That's that's how I fell in love with my uh one of my wives. Yeah, who's <laughs> eyes and ankles. Oh, my, my. <laughs>
I got to tell you, this Barbie movie is great. It has pissed off so many people around the world, and it's about a freaking Barbie doll. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, how much time in your life do you have to take a step back and be upset about a movie that's all about pink? I mean, that's all it is. It's a pink movie. I mean, it's like, really? I got time, so I I can probably figure out I see people get (laughs) so riled up over the silliest things that I'm going, look, I'm a realist. If you were to take the time that you just bitched and complained about a Barbie movie on social media, it probably took you, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, five minutes to write that, maybe, say that, Mm -hmm. record it, because everybody wants to know your thoughts because you're so important. (laughs) And you could have done that, spend that time with your family, could have put that to your work, paid more attention to your wife, maybe put an extra five minutes in the gym, maybe bathe five minutes longer. Maybe spent more time. Start at dinner. Start at dinner. Done some laundry. (laughs) Brushed your teeth longer. I mean, so many other positive things with a better payoff than to sit there and bitch about a Barbie movie. Look at you champion positivity and Uh, motivation. I I got to today. Today's today's a a rough one. If I I have another person in my life in three degrees die in the next 24 hours, I'm going to lose my you-know-what. Um. Well, this is good news. You know, so I grew up uh, in uh, in Annapolis, Maryland, Severna Park, Maryland, as a kid. So I grew up a Washington, Washington Redskins fan. But that word has been banned. It's now commanders, right? Mm-hmm. You can't say it. Yep. Or can you? Mm. And the people that are saying yes might surprise you. So we'll tell you that story here in a minute. Hang on. And thanks for listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. And there's Nelson. 916-909-0985. That is your phone number. You can also get on the text machine with that same number. Messaging data rates do apply. At Listen to the BS on the social media if you choose. I've got uh, two big surprises for Nelson this week. Two. What's that? Uh, well, it, that's why they're surprises. I can't quite tell you right now. Oh. I mean, i got to wait for both of them to be finished. Their works in progress. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay, get, can we get at least a clue what it's about or anything? Um How do you just say I got a surprise and that's it? Well, that's that's all I got right now for you. I mean, they're 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 both uh they're, they're both... gonna improve his life. Uh one will, maybe. Okay. Oh no. Possibly. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> the other the other I think will improve our lives, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, that, okay. that, that's it. You know, so you got something on the text machine? I do have something right, on quickly because I want to talk about the Redskins. Right. And that would be Nikki D sounds so sexy this morning. That's in on the text machine. Well, she's and- she's got the Honolulu man voice because she's sleeping, <laughs> and uh, she's in a she's in a room doing exactly what I asked her not to do, and that's keep quiet. But uh- now that she's actually doing what I'm asking her to do, her daughter's yelling at her, saying that she wants her own room. <laughs> And when it came to the blindside Bailey, this texter says, as you would say, Bailey, it's a work. It is a work. It's a work. Absolutely, it's a work. Mm -hmm. It's it's a hustle is what it is. Um, He's not doing it. Anyway, so I got two surprises for you. Hmm. All right, baby man. Thank you. Yeah, I've been bringing him food every day. By the way, baby man, like surprise. You have? Uh-huh. Uh, oh my god! These overnight oats that your wife has been making, yeah. Rachel's, they're amazing. Yeah, a little peanut butter. Was it at the your bottom. idea or Rachel's idea? Because I know her; she's so sweet, and she probably heard Nelson doesn't have food, and like I'm gonna bring him food. What, what? <laughs> Hello, I'm sweet. 
You are. I said that. No, but you, you did not. You haven't been bringing us food lately. You haven't yeah. been bringing us food lately. So now that <laughs> you, the food's coming in, I'm just asking who said, whose idea was Okay, it? you said the opposite of that. Yeah, right? she implied that was not you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, oh, I said you. I said which one? But you said Rachel's sweet. You didn't say I'm sweet. And if you, you're asking which one, then you're saying I'm not the sweet one. No, that's not what I'm just saying. Nelson? We just talked that's about how, how you're... No, we just talked about how your wife made all of us breakfast every morning during the pandemic. Like, I know that's her MO is what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Well, it was a uh, it was a together idea. All right. Okay. I mean, we discuss okay. everything together. We are together. Okay. We're a together couple. <laughs> all right. Now, I will tell you one of the surprises is her idea and okay. solely her idea. I knew nothing about it. She actually, okay. I believe it's her and Ariel's idea, my daughter. Oh, yes. nice. So I was told about it last night and I signed off on it because I'm the man of the house and I sign off on things. <laughs> of course, that's, that's, of course. That's my job. I'm the sign offer guy. Uh, anyway, so uh, I grew up uh, as a kid in, um, in Severna Park, Maryland, close to Annapolis, Maryland, if you're familiar with the area. And uh, I remember watching my grandmother's uh, black and white television. I think it was black and white, UHF. Uh, you know, where you turn the little knobby uh, thing, clank, mm-hmm. had, had four different channels. Uh-huh. And I was probably about six, maybe. And there was a football game on TV and I was watching this football game. I knew nothing about football. I knew nothing about what was going on other than I've heard the, the, the name football and I knew people liked it. And I was under the impression that in order to be a man's man, you got to like football. Um, and so I was like, I need to, I, I got to find a team. And so my mind as a six-year-old goes, you got to find a local team. Well, at the time, uh, in that area, there was the Baltimore Colts, Baltimore Colts, mm-hmm. and the Washington Redskins. Okay, <laughs> that sloppy Northeast lingo right there. And the Colts were horrible, and the Redskins were on fire. Do you remember the Redskins in the 80s? They were beasts. Yes. Riggins, Theismann, Monk, all those guys. Uh, manly. And so uh, I decided to be a Redskins fan. So I've been a Redskins fan my, my entire life. Now, they haven't done much after, you know, early 90s, right, for the most part. Not since Theismann broke his leg. basically. Right, exactly. So uh, anyway, then we get into the forced politically correct world where, I mean, it's been going on for years. The Redskins is a derogatory name. Got to get rid of the Redskins name. Blah, 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 blah. And the Redskins, to their credit, for years never caved. And I had been saying this, and I say this a lot about people that want these kind of odd changes in things. Because really, how much does it affect your life? Why are you doing it? What's the ulterior motive? And the one thing that I have learned is that most people that want these types of changes aren't the people that the people think that it's affecting. Mm -hmm. It's usually the white guy that's (laughs) trying to go... Oh look, I'm not racist. Watch me do this. Exactly. Am I right? You're right. Every single time they're trying to change this and move that and change the the name of syrup and all kind of stuff they're doing. And it's not people who the the race of whatever this stuff is that's asking for it to be done. Right. Exactly. It's always the guy with you know. And I think a lot of this name change thing came in because the owner at the time, Daniel Snyder. He, you know, so much heat on this guy. Everything right. from sexual harassment to this and this and that, the Gruden stuff, blah, blah, blah. There was so much heat coming down on this guy. They needed something to distract people. 
So mm-hmm. that's, in my opinion, why they finally caved. And it was funny, like the year afterwards when they didn't have a name, it was just the Washington football team, <laughs> and you would listen to sports broadcasters and they would screw up every once in a while. And it was like they dropped the N-bomb on TV. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. If I offended anybody, I'm, so, I'm like, what are you talking about? Stop this stuff. Like, come on, let's get some balls about you. Anyway, with that being said, we saw a run. We saw the Redskins change their name. We saw the Cleveland Indians change their name. Mm-hmm. They went to, what, the Guardians? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, with new ownership of the Washington franchise, the Native American Guardians Association claimed in their Redskins petition that the name was, quote-unquote, never intended as a derogatory or offensive term but as a symbol of respect and admiration. That's what I kind of thought. Changing the name abruptly disregards the positive legacy that the Redskins name has built over the years and disorients the passionate fans who have invested their emotions, time, and unwavering support in the team. Okay, so with that being said, I'm not going to argue with the point that there are a lot of things from our past that still... uh, exist today that came from racist ways mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but Absolutely. even if you go back beyond the civil war and slavery there are many symbols that we use here today that stood for something totally different you know back in the day day right you know back in you know the the bc days right you know take the nazi symbol for exactly. example that used to not be what it is today. No, it was a piece of religious iconography. The stars and bars, which supposedly just represent slavery, did not. Originally, that was not the case for that flag. The flag was uh, to fight the, the establishment. It was against the movement. You know, so there's a lot of these symbols that we use, you know, not those symbols, but we use today other symbols that mm-hmm. have, you know, came from bad stuff, but we've adopted into something different, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we've allowed the vocal, negative, racist, destructive, violent minority to overpower the silent majority in a lot of these things. Well, if you take a step back and really look at it, too, racism wins because now those two teams have been whitewashed. Totally. You know what I mean? There's not. It's not as if they went to a, a tribal council and said, well, what is a better name so that we can still honor Native people with the Washington football team name? We'll uh-huh. just be these guys now. So they, right. the, the this group, the Native American Guardians Association, and I'm so glad to hear this. Like, like I really am. It just, it, it, it just kind of brings kind of a little bit of credibility to, to what I think a lot of people, not only myself, have been saying about this stuff for years. It's like enough is enough, right? Um, so with the incredible success of the recent petition campaign to hashtag reclaim the Redskins, this organization has said, okay, well, also because of the success today, we proudly, uh, will be officially launching the petition to reclaim the Cleveland Indians as well. They want the Indians back. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like, where were you guys three years ago? Or whenever it took- when everything was going down. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing? <laughs> Did you not read the news three years? Like you could have saved a lot of paperwork three years ago for a lot of people and probably a lot of heads rolling if you just would have put this out then. You know, what's the point of it doing now? I don't understand. 
So it'll be interesting if new management uh, and current management for Cleveland, new management for Washington, decides to to go back to to the name. You know, I, they won't. I I don't know if they will either. I mean, people, or will they choose another name like like Nelson just suggested that is native, but just maybe not the Redskins? Uh, well, here's you know here's the other thing is you know we'll we'll carry this over to the next segment, but the I don't know I, I there's so many different mascots right so many different names for schools, but the majority of them have Native American like history. They they derived from Native American culture, um, whether people think it's derogatory or not, it's giving credence to you know homage to the Native Americans. Yes, you know the first ones here, right? It's the least we can right. do. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> uh, we'll give you some mascots and casinos. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> so it's it's like really, if you look at a lot of sports teams and you dig into the history of their name, and I'm not just talking major uh, professional sports, I'm talking college sports, even small ball college sports, even high schools, they had their background is all derived from the Native American history, uh, and names that you wouldn't even think came from that. And I've got a few of them. You know, even a few, like, actually, I got a whole list of ones that people still think are offensive. Mm-hmm. You know, n- not that the upper echelon of the, the Redskins and, and, the, and the Indians, um, but there are still teams that go by the Indians. You know, there's a high school team my buddy's the head football coach of. They're the Indians. Well, how about the Seminoles? It, that's another one, the Seminoles, Florida State Seminoles. You know, and they have, I don't know if they still have the dude that comes out on the horse and boom. But, you know, the Atlanta Braves had to change. Oh, they, 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 people went after the Braves a couple years ago because of the tomahawk, because of the tomahawk chop. Yeah. But I'm going, the Kansas City Chiefs do it. Yep. You know, they didn't invent it. Deion Sanders invented it. He, he brought it from FSU, I should say, to the Braves. But, you know, why didn't you go after them? You know, so it's like, you got to be fair. Like, if you're going to be mad at the world, you got to include the whole world. Right. Right. You can't just be mad at a little bit of the world. Like, if you're going to be mad at you're going to wake up every day and you're like, I'm going to make a change for my own benefit because it makes me feel tough and I'm mad at the world. I got to tell you, buddy, you got to be mad at the whole world. You can't just pick and choose who you want the world to be mad at. You got to fight them all. Uh, So, some of these offensive names and just odd names that exist (laughs) in our sports world that you probably, some of them have never even heard of before. We'll get to here in just a minute. 916-909-0985. Hang on. Well, the Washington Commanders and the Cleveland Guardians we're learning might go back to their offensive names. The Redskins and the Indians. And that's because the Native American Guardians Association said it's okay. Mm-hmm. Which is great. I'm being uh, sarcastic if you haven't picked up on that. I thought it was <laughs> it's pretty thick. You're laying it pretty thick. I thought it was silly. Yep. Nikki, you got it. that microphone. You can't keep shaking it, uh, sweetheart. It keeps making rattle noises. You got to hold it, hold it, hold it steady, or uh, or yeah, there you go. Just hold it steady. There go. There we go. Okay, keep shaking. I hear this. Oh, sorry. Like you got Tourette's loose. or something over there. <laughs> it's just a little loose. <clears throat> well, you know they've got little things on it and tighten, righty tighty, lefty loosey, just to help you out for those things. There's some. Uh, other names out there that allegedly are uh, are offensive, like uh, let's see, the Redskins are the, the Redskins are the top of the list. Yes, I guess that's the most offensive thing ever in the world. 
the Cleveland Indians second. Uh, the Arkansas State University, uh, they changed its mascot from Indians to the Red Wolves mm-hmm. in January 2008. Like, if I were – now, I can't say this because this isn't right because I'm a white guy, but it, I, I would assume – like, if there were a bunch of teams named, like, the Arkansas State white guys or the – like, my fantasy football team is always named the Caucasian Invasion. And I, <laughs> I had that name. I came up with that name in – 94 and it's funny over time like i just joined uh, a new fantasy football league with a bunch of local guys here in sacramento uh, uh they're, they're all like local bands and they reached out to me and they're like hey i heard you looking for another league i was like absolutely and i was hesitant to put that name on there oh you're afraid you're gonna get some blowback mm. right so i actually changed it to something stupid like bailey's ballers or something dumb like that Aww. yeah i know right i was like but i've always been the caucasian invasion but i would feel honored if a, an organization was representing, you know, your culture, your, yeah, your culture, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's the same thing I was thinking the whole time we've been talking about this. Like, I wouldn't be upset if the team was called the Indians. I, I would feel proud or honored. Like, this is my team. This is my people. This what, is what we represent. As an African-American woman, Nikki D., what would you be okay with and feel honored if a sports organization was to name their mascot after your culture, what would you be okay with? I would be okay with anything that wasn't derogatory. Okay. So you could call us that the African-American team or the Oof. the black Raider runners or something. I don't know what names they'll come up with, but I wouldn't be offended by anything that wasn't derogatory. And saying that you're Indian, to me, is not derogatory. So the uh, Arkansas State University African-Americans, you'd be okay with that? I would. Okay. Well, what if there's white guys on the team now is that are they racist by, like, the like by no fault of their own because they're on the team? Like, how does that work? I don't know how the white people on the team would feel, but I wouldn't <laughs> feel offended by it at all. <laughs> I would think it was great. So who do you play for? Oh, I play for the African Americans. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard the, I heard the African Americans are going to be good this year. Yeah, we should be they're real good. Be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Do they let you play? No, 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 no. I don't like they don't own the team. I play for the I am an African American. No, oh, you're not. And I don't think you can say that out loud. Really good. <laughs> that is really good. I gotta write that down. Yeah, I gotta write that down. That's really good. That's a loophole. <laughs> it's a total loophole. What if they had a play yeah. called the you know, Blackface 24? Blackface 24. Right. You know, I mean it's just like it's worse. I mean, you're you're looking to get people in trouble. I think you found a way for me to call myself black legitimately. <laughs> black. I just have you to start a, a team? I have to start an organization called the African Americans, and I can just say that I am well, yes, I am African American. <laughs> black Nelson's new soccer team is the African Americans. <laughs> the Sacramento Blacks. <laughs> but I mean, you couldn't do that with whites either. Like, you couldn't say, you know, no. the black guys playing for the Arkansas State University Caucasians. No. It's like, who do you play for the Caucasians? Oh, man, I know. Times are tough. It's been like that for years. <laughs> Always playing for the man. Always playing for the man. Does he let Always you play? For the no, man. no, no. He doesn't own the team. Well, he does, uh-huh. but it, it, like, that's the name of the team. Like, our mascot awesome. is a Kendall. You know, it's a guy in a suit. The University of Illinois in 2007, they dropped the Chief Illinois 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 Illinois
and mascot following two decades of complaints. The logo and mascots ceremonial dance performed during halftime perpetrated stereotypes. Well, yeah, maybe a rain dance is going a little too far. Again, isn't that like paying tribute? If it's a white guy doing it, though? No, well, that I, you would not. You would have to have somebody from from the council right, or the tribe. Absolutely, sure, absolutely. absolutely. But again, you keep mm-hmm. saying Indian. Are there Native Americans that are offended by that word? Because they're not Indians. They were mislabeled Indians because Christopher Columbus thought he was going to India. Yeah, that's why that's there's a been good this. Point, that's Nelson. why there's been a big push to call them Native people. Uh, is it na- native people or Native Americans? Natives, Native Americans, just natives. Natives. Yes. Natives. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, look, here's the thing. I'll call you whatever you want me to call you. Mm-hmm. If I if I call you something that upsets you, I'm in no place to argue with you. Like mm-hmm. it, you just correct me and I'll fix it. Yeah. You know, and I'll call yep. I'll call you whatever you want right. me to call. You. I have I have no dog in this hunt. You know, mm-hmm. I just like I I I don't think I've ever met someone. That I've said, you know, I, I've very, very thin filter as is, but I've never met someone where I've said something where they're like, no, 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 that's not correct. You know, I that's have. you've said you've called a group of people something that. Yeah, because you I mean, we've talked about this a few times, but when I first met Madison, Madison was a woman. And then oh, when Madison yeah. went back to being a man, I kept referring to him as she, her, girl, mm. woman. And at first he was a little patient with me. And then he's like, you have to stop calling me a woman. You have to stop saying she. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I've done this for two years. So you just got to give me some time. I'm working on it. Right. And that's the that's the correct answer. It's like Twitter, right? Somebody goes, it's not Twitter, it's X. Right. Okay. They just did it and they didn't give me a heads up. <laughs> right. Right. Sorry, you, X. You can't, you can't go from chick to dude overnight and expect time. me to, yeah, yeah, I need some time. Yeah, you're not doing it maliciously. It's not. I'm not calling <laughs> no. you a dude. No, I was just sorry. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're okay, and I'm sure Madison was okay with it too. Uh, Midwestern State University, located in Wichita Falls, which sounds made up, doesn't it? Midwestern State University. It sounds like so there's a, like a school they have to make up for a, a bad football movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it's in Wichita, Wichita Falls, Texas. They're the Indians. They became the Mustangs. See, they're all Indians. Every one of, of these are Indians. A lot of switch to the Mustangs, I've noticed. Uh, here's what, if if we continue to go down this this path of changing everything, I'm telling you, uh, teams will just be colors. Like blue. Or just a bunch of animals. Yeah, but see, yeah, or but it's got to be the right animal, right? Because if you go to an endangered species, you know, I mean, like, th- that's the other thing is... Some of these teams have changed their names to animals that aren't tough. Your mascot for your sports organizations has to be fierce, has to be tough. You know, you can't be the Terriers. Nah. I mean, there, there's, a, there's, there, there's actually a team called the Terriers out there. Like, that's not tough. The Anteaters, you can't be the Anteaters, right? No. You can't anteaters do that. Anteaters are pretty tough, though. What? Have you that's not it. Like, anteater is not a tough. You're mistaking big for tough. Yes. I mean, would you would you rather fight a terrier, an anteater, or a bear, or a lion, or a cougar? You know, right? Mm. But you can only yeah, have I'd so many cougars and bears. Terrier. Yeah. You'd rather fight. Right, exactly. Well, I'd rather fight a terrier. Sure, I'd rather be a bear. Correct. Exactly. I am a bear, actually. Seattle University, uh, originally known as the Maroons. 
And uh, the mascot became the Chieftains in 38, 1938, in honor of the college namesake, Chief Seattle. Mm-hmm. But then became the Red Hawks in 2000. Now, what if you're a ginger? Do you get upset about that and you have a mohawk? No, you should not. It's, people are going to be mad about everything if you're going to break yeah. stuff down that simple. And they will. The uh, People Phil- got nothing but time on their hands. The Philadelphia Warriors, that's, of course, Golden State, right? Mm-hmm. Team moved to San Francisco in 1969. They dropped the Native American logo in favor of the locally known Golden Gate Bridge but kept the name. Mm-hmm. So drop the logo. Yeah, I had no idea until I was doing this research for the show today that that was uh, that had native ties. The no, Golden State Warriors, literally, just I mean, there are so many schools that even don't have Indian type names or Native American type names, but they are derived from them, mm-hmm. like the something blues or something. And it, there's a story that goes back and blah 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 blah. But then you got the weird names, like you know, you got the Scottsdale Community College fighting. Artichokes. Yeah. I mean, like, it's safe. There's nothing. You can't even choke on an artichoke. But who wants to go to a school and support a, an artichoke? I mean, that's just silly. Artichokes aren't tough. No. Like, if you roll out uh, up to a school, you got an away game, and you come off the bus, and you're getting off the bus, and you're all psyched up, and you're going, artichokes. Art-. I mean, I'm laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they make a mean dip, though, you know. I was to say, they taste delicious when they're fried. Thailand Tobacco Monopoly uh, football club. Just the Tobacco Monopoly is what their football club is called. I don't even know what that means. They just own most of the tobacco companies in Thailand. Freeburg, which is a high school in Illinois, they're the midgets. Okay. Not supposed to be able to say that word anymore. I don't think you can say that anymore. Uh, Whose nickname came from an announcer remarking at how impressive the uh, basketball team was, even though they were all much shorter than their opponents. And that has come under fire from associations like Little People for America, petitioning them to change their name. For a long time, the Freeburg High School mascot was Marty the Midget. Marty has been decommissioned since 1960s. The last time they voted to change the name, they came up five votes short. (laughs) Did you make that up? Yes. <laughs> you, you see, know he did. You know he did. You see uh, uh, Santa Cruz, the Banana Slugs. They're at D three school. Uh, John Travolta's Banana Slugs T shirt was in Pulp Fiction. That's right. Yeah, he he wore that. Uh, that's a real name. Well, the Crimson Tide. You know how they got that name? Alabama Roll Tide is uh, a, a newspaper reporter years and years and years ago. When they were coming out of the tunnel, it sounded like a, a, a bunch of elephants, he said. or So that's why their mascot's an elephant. Oh. And it's a mm-hmm. sea of red. You know, it was this whole thing, this this picture this paint, this paint uh, picture that was painted by this guy about how it was a sea of red and it was a tide rolling and they sounded like elephants. And then everything just came from that one article. You know, because you're going like, what's a roll tide? What are you? Alabama, what are you? Alabama what? Alabama tide? Roll tide? That doesn't make any sense, but that's the history behind. Which you know, like I say, everything has got to have a good story. So I like that's a, good, a good story, like a good story. So anyway, we'll see if the names come back. I think we're fine here. The 49ers, safe. Yeah, the Kings safe, right? Unless uh-huh. I don't know, somebody in England gets upset. I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm traveling to California. 
<laughs> I want to change the name of that basketball team now that they're doing well. It makes the royal family look horrible. <laughs> if you guys ever get below 500, you're changing the name. <laughs> All right, so, uh, second round of headlines. What do you got? We'll tell you about how one state is taking charge for the kids and protecting their money and how a big payday is coming to the man with the chair from the dock. All right, we'll get you those two big stories from today here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's news, time news, for today's news. top two. Headlines. Here's another one. Sonoma State, about two hours from here. This uh, came from our promotions manager, Megan. They're the Sea Wolves. That's a good name. Oh, it is. Sea Wolves. Like, I'm a wolf, but I'm in the sea. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm in the sea. Look at the wolf. Uh, and it's actually made. powerful. Doesn't it? It sounds good. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I like Seattle Seahawks. Like, this, it's, uh-huh. it's just a cool, like, everything about it is cool. Uh, but that, the Sea Wolves, is a made up character from a Jack London book who a uh, California American novelist from back in the day, day, Call the Wild and all that good stuff. Um, so they, it's got a little history behind it. You know, it's got local flavor. It's got something different. It's not derogatory. It's fun, and everybody likes it. Anyway, thank you, Megan. All right, second round of headlines. Two big stories from today. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed. Nelson. Illinois says if you're going to try and profit off your kids online, you're going to have to pay up. The minor is featured in a third of their parents' revenue-generating social media videos during a 30-day period. Then any money made would go into a trust fund for the child. And what they're saying in that is that literally the money made from the videos that include the minor, all of that would have to be set aside as gross earnings in a trust account so that those children will be able to take that money with them when they are 18. So they can't use it when they make it if they're 12 and they're YouTube superstars? Nope. They're saying that it has to go into a trust account and that if parents are going to try and make their children famous, that they're not going to be able to run away with, you know, the stories we would always hear from Hollywood was that there would be these stage moms and dads. Right. But these kids are doing it on their own. So it's no, some of these kids aren't doing it on their own. Their parents are filming them doing things and funny stuff. And now they're blowing up like the little baby Samaj. He's only three, mm-hmm. but his parents are making a lot of money off of him posting these videos up on YouTube, TikTok. He's doing TV appearances and stuff now. So no, some of these kids, their parents are filming them doing the things and they're profiting from it. So in Illinois saying that any money made off of your kid goes to your kid in a trust, yes. In a trust, and it all goes to, where's your cut for doing all the work? It's a percentage, right? Not all of it. Well, it says the bill stipulates that children under 16 must be compensated if they are present in at least 30% of the content posted online. It requires that parents and guardians of the child influencers must set aside gross earnings due to their kids in a trust account. So if the money is derived from videos based on the children, the gross earnings have to go into the account. So that doesn't say a percentage. So this uh this will be interesting. You know, so these videos of anybody that's in this world and just in Illinois, I guess, see how their content changes. Mm-hmm. If it's all about their kid and they're like, uh uh-uh, uh, hell no, because this is paying the bills right now, then mm-hmm. we're gonna change it where the kid's involved. But I, you know, that's another thing. How do you prove that your kid's not the one making making the money if it's not about your kid, even though the kid's in the video. 
how do you how do you prove that? Well, if they're saying it, it right. only can be in the video thirty percent of the time, I'm in the scenario that I'm talking about where the videos are mainly about the kids. I would only see them trying to change it to maybe taking them out of most of the videos, and you see them pop in every now and then to say, "Oh, this is only thirty well, percent of the time." Well, very simple. If you're doing a sixty-second reel, they can only be in it for twenty seconds. Yeah, you know, you would have that to time it. Too. Nineteen you know, seconds. Even. Nine, nine, yeah, nineteen seconds. And, uh, nope. Edit. Get out. Kids done. You blur them. You blur. You blur them the rest of the way. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I'm like a huge fan of this. I think that's going to cause more problems because there's no way to police it. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's going to be impossible to police it. But I've never thought about you know with people and the success that they have on the internet and and how they make all this money. Which, by the way, for like it's a great pipe dream to have for for people. I mean, I know that there's there's people out there like, what are you going to do with your life? I'm going to be a YouTube superstar. You're talking about less than one percent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like going to the NFL. It's it's not the easiest thing to do. It's fun to try. Don't get me wrong, but the chances of you making a, a living off this are probably slim to none. Let's be honest. So, uh, the how many parents like have a living off, make money off their kid just on the internet, and that's that's their sole source of income. Well, but then you bring up uh, accounts. I know you're saying they are the one percent, but what about like that? Ryan's Toys. What's Ryan's Toys? Oh, this kid, since he was six years old, has been a millionaire, essentially. At least his parents have been. He's got brand deals with uh, major retailers. He's got branded toys that are in Target. And all he did was their, the parents started filming him playing with and opening new toys. It started with unboxing, which used to be a huge thing. People still do it on YouTube. I still do it. But at the beginning of the unboxing craze, before people had really started to ride the wave on it, this kid, Ryan, and Ryan's toys took off. There was a kid, he's actually on the Untold Jake Paul documentary on Netflix, and they had him, you know, the Pauls have a podcast, and the kid was on their podcast or something. He's like 10 years old, and he... I don't know what he's famous for something on the internet and he had just bought like a $10 million house. He was like 10, 10 years old. And, and he, but he talked like he was 30. You know, he had a business sense. He's talking about, yeah, I'm going to do a couple other investment properties as well. I'm like, I don't know, man, you're 10 years old. That's great that you have all that money and you know that stuff, but be 10 years old. Be a kid. Be uh-huh. a kid. Somebody- Somebody else that I think, I don't know how well this law is going to go into play, but I've often thought this for older people as well. There's there's a few old ladies who, like their grandkids, are now putting them on social media and getting a lot of money for them being on there. And, and one of the guys, it shows him, like, handing the grandma all these stacks of money because he's getting paid handsomely. But I don't really think they're giving these women the money they deserve from exploiting them kind of like on social media. So I think the same way they're trying to protect the kids, I think they need to do that for the elderly people also. Yeah, this is going to turn into nobody's going to want to do anything for fun anymore. It's going to mm-hmm. it's all going to be paid. Uh-huh. Know, it's About all money. Like if you have somebody in your life, a friend, a neighbor, and you do videos with them because they're goofy. I used to do videos with my uh, neighbor back in Atlanta all the time, old man Kevin, because he's hilarious. He's 71 years old, and he's your prototype stereotype old dude right and he's a lit but he's like hey you come over to my house bailey i got this new golf bag that i can control with the remote control <laughs> and he can't do it and the thing's flying it's just he's a funny guy uh not on purpose he's just a funny guy but he never asked me for a dime he was the voice guy in my podcast for a year and a half 
because I couldn't find a professional voice guy and I couldn't afford one. Uh-huh. So I turned my neighbor into it. He's like, this is, he's start, actually, he's on the intro of this show. Oh, yeah. right. He yeah, he's all, it's old man Kevin, you know. So, but nobody's going to want to do anything for free anymore. They're going to, everybody's going to want to get paid, which, you know, it's. That's another situation in itself. All right, second story. Well, real quick, to put it in perspective, that Ryan's Toys, the Ryan himself is 11. He's worth $100 million. That's nuts. He's worth $55 million more than Logan Paul. Because he opens toys on the Because he started by opening toys and playing with toys. He's worth as much as Mr. Beast, who is the number one uh, star for YouTube. Is there anything that the internet has not done yet? Like, is there somebody? I'm sure there's something. Maybe Nikki, why don't you unbox sex toys? Oh, that's had to have been done. <laughs> right? I know it has. Oh. Mm-hmm. Why don't I you unbox makeup? In, why don't you infiltrate uh, a, a a cult or something? Or <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, is there something that has not been done? Everything's been done. Uh-huh. You just have to reinvent well, my knowledge. or do it new on the newest platform. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Be the be first there at the platform. Yeah. Why don't you do uh, Nikki D does uh, uh, does dreads on threads or something? <laughs> that's really good. No, that's good. I would have to learn how <laughs> to do dreads. That is a good title. Sometimes that's all you need is a good title. <laughs> yeah. We just get a bunch of guys Neds on threads and uh, <laughs> no, don't ruin it. Dreads on threads is good. Dreads on threads. Hey, look, baby man, it's called brainstorming. Shut your hole. It's. <laughs> Baby man doesn't like brainstorming. <laughs> this is a, a GoFundMe even Bailey can get behind. The Montgomery community continues to digest the Riverfront brawl that played out one week ago. The video of that fight making national headlines leading to multiple arrests. The most recent arrest was yesterday of a man police say was wielding a chair in that video and using it as a weapon. That man's name is Reggie Ray and he is in good spirits as he leaves jail and finding out that more than $275,000 has been raised for him. He was the guy that came in with the chair on the viral doc video. That's your good guy story of the day? That's the good guy story of the day. He's a hero. He came in to save a guy, and the internet has come together and uh, raised $275,000 for his defense. He's uh, out of jail. Yeah, he got arrested because he has assault with a deadly weapon. But he was saving a man. I I understand that. (laughs) But he's still, you can only use chairs in wrestling. You can't use it on docks. You can't. You can only use chairs in wrestling, and you can use them at boat docks. Those are the two places. But all of the memes that are out now with those chairs, people are carrying them chairs everywhere and doing videos. And the funniest one I saw, this girl was in Walmart, and this guy walked past, and she picked the chair up. And I don't think he knew that she was filming this video because he legit ran from her, and it was so funny. I can't believe that a GoFundMe type of event has not been created, at least in that area, uh, and have people uh, do a hat toss for the original guy. Because the, the chair guy, the chair guy is great. Don't get me wrong; the chair guy is great. Okay, but he's a secondary player in this whole thing. Mm. I mean, how difficult it is is it to hit somebody with a chair? The original guy is the best. Let's not lose sight of the original guy, the guy that got jumped. The dude got hit, stopped, said something, took his hat off, threw it up on the upper deck where nobody was there, waiting for somebody to cheer him on, and then proceeded to get his ass kicked. That guy's the hero in this whole story. There should be more hat memes from for that guy. 
We could there should be more hat memes, and I didn't see a GoFundMe or anything for him. I've only heard no. that they crashed a swimming guy. They crashed his cash app, and now this guy. But I didn't see them do anything for the hat guy. Yeah. Oh, and I would even take the swimming guy over the chair guy, to be honest with you. The chair, yeah, they gave him money. The chair guy, I mean, the swimming guy was badass, dude. He didn't even blink. <laughs> and then he, like, he, he did so much in that short swim, he... Just defused all stereotypes that black people can't swim. Uh, uh, he absolutely uh, did. Right? Like Mikel Phelps. Did. Boom. Mikel Phelps. <laughs> then he gets up on the dock <laughs> like Aquaman and starts whipping ass. No, no, no. He sure does. Aquaman. Did a whole body slam and oh, all. Aquaman. It's Aquaman. Aquaman. That's right. That's what the internet calls it. Aquaman. <laughs> so the players in this story are great. I don't want to take too much against some Reggie Ray. Appreciate you. Double R, but there's two other guys that are a little bit, you know, if I'm buying action figures, I'm going hat guy, swimming guy, chair guy. <laughs> well, you got to get the three pack. I, th- I think they're helping Reggie, though, because he went to jail, so they're uh-huh. trying to help him yeah. have money for a lawyer and stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's funny how that story kind of just, like, seeing that last night, that story, the, the story that Nelson just did, I, I was like, oh, my God, that just happened a couple weeks ago. It was like the biggest story out there. Mm-hmm. What happened to it? There's nothing afterwards. That's how quickly we forget, right? Yes. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen will join the program here this morning in about an hour. He will be at Ace of Spades here on the 26th. That's 10 days from now. It is the Mammoth 2 2023 Tour. If you'd like to go, I have a pair of tickets for you right now. Uh, We are going to do a round of Generally Speaking, where I need two players Nelson has already spoken to what we call our generalist. Do we know the generation? She is a cusper. She rides right on the line of Gen Z and millennial. Okay. Asking questions across every generation, you just have to yay or nay their answer. Nikki D from afar will help you out as best as she can. But I need players. 916-909-0985-916. 909-0985. little extra Super Mario, Super Mario Brother uh, bonus treat for you. We have this amazing woman helping us on the phones, Jackie. Mm-hmm. She works in our promotions department. It is a treat for you to not only possibly win these tickets and play along on the radio, right? But to talk to Jackie. Yes. Wait till you talk to this girl. <laughs> She's, you don't, you don't, you're probably not going to want to get through to us. You're probably just going to want to stay on the phone with, with Jackie. Jackie, you have to put them on hold. She's a sweetheart. She's awesome. You guys are going to love her. 916-909-0985. Start lining up. Generally speaking, here next. Hey, Boomer. Think you know your millennial stuff? Uh, pokey what? What about you, Gen Xer? Ready to drop some knowledge? Eh, bite me. It's time to play Generally Speaking on the BS. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey, Nikki D, there's Nelson, and we're getting ready to get a couple players to give out these tickets for Mammoth WVH. Ace of Spades, August 26, Mammoth 2, 2023 tour. We'll have Wolfgang on the program here in about an hour uh, to talk about the show and the tour and life and all that good stuff. Uh, If you don't win for some reason with us, and we've got more of these tickets throughout the rest of the week, uh, LiveNation.com is where you can go. All right, Amber in Sacramento, good morning. Good morning. Yes, hi. Hi, how are you? 
Good. How are you? Good. You sound distracted. What are you like bathing? <laughs> I'm taking care of my grandma. <laughs> oh, how's grandma doing? What's wrong? She's she... doing good. She's 98. <laughs> oh, good for can, can, can she can she talk real quick? Talk real quick. Oh, what's the second? Is there any, like, are we on a speakerphone? No, I just took it off. Okay. I'm just kind of running back and forth. You're fine. All right, let me talk to in. just real quick, real quick, and then we'll do the game. Let me talk to grandma. I love grandmas. Okay, let me see if she's. Oh, I think she went. She laid back down. Oh, she's snoozing again. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, let, let's I not. Went let's to bring her donuts, and oh, she laid sweet. back down. Okay. <laughs> if she wakes up during the game, put her on. Okay. Okay, I will for right. sure. That's awesome. <laughs> Bless your heart for taking care of grandma. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, Willie, I got him. William in Sacramento. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good, sir. You taking care of a grandma? <laughs> uh, yeah, she passed away in 2017. What's? Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Bailey. He says, "Oh yeah." No, he says she passed away in 2017. <laughs> this is the <laughs> Monica Foot thing again. Yeah, but that's a, cut yourself a little bit of slack here, okay? We're all adults. People have lost grandmas. Like, it's no. not every day you're going to run into someone who doesn't have a leg, and you say, "Hey, it could be worse. You could have no legs." You never. You, grandmas never go away. They just get stronger. Okay. <laughs> wow. Tell that to Dorothy. All right, Veronica. Amber, uh, William. Here's how you play the game. We're going to introduce you to our generalist. It's called Generally Speaking. It's a generation game. Uh, you will meet this individual. You'll get a gauge on how they think, and then we uh, Nelson asks them generation-based questions. I'll tell you what generation the questions from, and then you just have to yay or nay their answer. Nikki D, all the way there in Honolulu, will help you with your decision. Do we both understand how the game is played? Got it. Yes. All right. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, the point goes to the competition. So let's meet our generalist. Okay. What's your name? Madison. Madison, how old are you? 27. 27, that makes you mid Gen Z, I believe. Uh, cusper, but yeah. On the cusp. Okay, we'll take you on the millennial Gen Z side there, right there on the edge. How long have you lived in SAC? Uh, since I was like a kid. Uh, what do you do for a living? I work at a consignment store. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm an assistant buyer. Tell me something interesting about yourself. I have a hairless cat. A hairless cat, like a, one of those Egyptian cats? Uh, not Egyptian. They were actually bred in Canada, but yeah. Is there any special upkeep that needs to go into that? A lot of times they do have food allergies, and they also need to be bathed like once a week. Ugliest things that exist. Yes. yes scary. scary looking. They're like, they're like the cat from Smurfs on chemo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amber, you are first. Uh, the first question is a boomer-esque question for Madison, our millennial Gen Z cusp, cusp mm-hmm. type of person. So here we go, A1. Who is the host of American Bandstand? Uh, Nikki D, who is the host of American Bandstand? Uh, that was Dick Clark. Very good. Nicely done. Now the question oh. is, Amber... Will our generalist Madison know Dick Clark? Amber? I don't think she will. Amber. Um, I was going to say I don't think so. Why not? I'm going to say no. Say nay for this one. Nay? No? Doesn't everybody know Dick Clark? You would think? You would think they do? And I don't know a lot about Madison just yet, so this question is going to be my tester with her. But I'm, I would say nay. Okay, so we're going nay, right, uh, Amber? Yes, okay, I'm going to say no. Let's find out. A2. It's pretty old. Um, like Betty White? It's actually Dick Clark. <laughs> okay, White. I've never seen that before. 
Betty White. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I don't know right. if that's a good guess or not. She just named somebody old. <laughs> like, I think anytime you say Betty White, it's a good guess. Uh-huh. Like, you can't go wrong with Betty White. <laughs> Except. Who was the fourth president? And I said, I think it was Betty White. Betty White? Pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, William. Uh, the next one is yours. This is a boomer Gen X-esque question. Here we go. B1. King Friday and Lady Elaine Fairchild are characters on what TV show? That's a great question, Nikki D. King Friday and Lady Elaine Fairchild are characters on what TV show? Uh, All in the Family? No. (laughs) Totally wrong neighborhood. (laughs) I have never heard of these names in my life. (laughs) Give me a clue there. Nah, she's not paying attention. I already did. Give me a clue. She doesn't pay attention. That's what happens with people. He said it's not in that family. I didn't. No, didn't say that. You said all in the family. He said you're not in the right neighborhood. Oh, he he did say that neighborhood. Yeah, I did. I was there. (laughs) We all are. Yeah. Mm, Mr. Rogers. Yep. There you go, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. (laughs) William, will Madison know Mr. Rogers? I say nay. Nay. Really? I want to go with you on that, William. I'm going to say nay. No. <laughs> All right. I've seen Mr. Rogers a million times. And I didn't know that. So no one, Dick Clark, and no one, Mr. Rogers. Are we sure, William, we want to say nay on Mr. Rogers? I'm sure. All right. Give you this opportunity to change it if you want. No, I'm good. Okay. Well, I'll be good. All right. Here we go. Let's find out. B2. I don't really watch a lot of TV. Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. That's correct. That was like, come oh, kid. I haven't watched it in a long time, obviously. I, I, I try. You know, I tried to help <laughs> you, you, William. <laughs> nobody listens to me. Nobody she listens to Jason. She doesn't Hill. watch TV and she guesses Mr. Rogers? It's kind of like a go to, right? Well, yeah, they sound make believe. <laughs> they sound make believe. No. Right. All right, Amber, you can take a big, fat, juicy hog of a lead here. The next one is a Gen X straight up in your face type question. See one. Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire while filming a commercial for what beverage? Nikki D, Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire while filming a commercial for this beverage. Pepsi. Pepsi is correct. Yeah, everybody knows that. Amber. Yeah. Will Madison, our generalist, know Pepsi? Yay or nay? Oh, uh, did you know it? I'm not sure. I didn't. I was going to guess Coke. <laughs> so you didn't know it. I, still I did think it. That she would. She guessed Mr. She Rogers. might. She guessed Mr. Rogers. I know. She should know Pepsi. I would say yay for this one. Right. Okay. I'm going to go with yes. Are you sure, Amber? I'm going to give you the same opportunity I gave William if you'd like to change it. Um. You don't have no, to. I'll just stick with the S. <laughs> All right. Yes. She's going to know Pepsi. <laughs> All right. Here we go. C2. Uh, I don't know. Black coffee. There was actually a Pepsi commercial. Oh, I don't really drink soda. Black thing. I don't drink <laughs> soda, so I don't care if the man's hair caught on fire. <laughs> oh, why does she have to say black coffee? Black coffee. You know what I mean? Well, it doesn't make any sense. He's not even black. Well. <laughs> I think he was still black then. Oh, he was during the eighties. Well, they said that it was the that was the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end was that the treatments that he went through to fix his scalp. He burned the black off. Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) You know anything about that, Nikki? And burning the black off. Burn the black off. <laughs> <laughs> he can't burn it. She says. <laughs> All right, William, that point goes to you, my friend, and the board is yours, which means 
that you can tie it up here with this next question. Generally speaking, millennial-esque question here. D1. What does FAFO stand for? All right. Uh, Nikki D, what does FAFO stand for? It means F around and find out. Yeah, damn right it does. <laughs> FAFO. <laughs> Big William style. Will our generalist yes. Madison know F around and find out? Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. I'm going to say nay, William. She doesn't watch TV, but she knew Mr. Rogers. She doesn't drink soda, and she's going to say she doesn't know slang. I just I just know she is. I'm going to say nay. Nay? Go with your gut, though, but I'm going to say nay. All right. What do we got, William? I'd say yay. You're sticking with I mean, a yay. She's 27. She obviously must know how to text. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yay. I, uh, let me do this again. You can change it. You don't, you're not stuck with it. You can change it from yay to nay if you choose. It's on you, William. I stick with yay. Okay, there you go. Sticking with your gut. I appreciate that. Here we go. Yay on F around and find out. D2. Uh, nah, I feel like I'm on the spot. I know what it is. It's like that you're afraid you're going to miss out. It's actually F around and find oh out. My God. I think you're thinking of FOMO. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> oh, my God. See, William. See, I knew she wasn't going to get it. That's the third time I tried to help you all out. <laughs> tried. <laughs> you tried. And you guys don't listen to me. All right. Uh, Amber, this could be the last one in the game. If you get this, you get this right, okay. you win, and you get the ticket to see Wolfgang. All right. Uh, next question. Right. This is a Gen Zer type question. E1. BTS and Blackpink are artists in what genre? All right. Nikki D, BTS and Blackpink are artists in what genre? Is that uh, K-pop? That is K-pop. Look at me. Amber, for the win, will our millennial Gen Z on the cusp generalist Madison, 27 years of age, know K-pop? Yay or nay? Mm, I am not sure on this one. I'm going to say yay for this one, Amber. She's 27. She's a millennial. Right. And though she claims she don't know nothing or do nothing, I think she <laughs> might know some K-pop. So I'm going to say yay for this one. She don't okay, I know. I'm kind of thinking yes, too. I'm going to go yay. Okay. This is for the win. The rest of your week right. is going to be glorious if you win our game. <laughs> but like I've done the last three times with both of you, I'm going to give you the opportunity to change it. Think about it. Um, stick with yay. Nobody listens. <laughs> Locking yay in, correct? Yes. Let's find out. E2. K-pop. K-pop. Do you buy anything Korean in your buying job? There's some like fashion choices that people make that, yeah, are kind of synonymous, but not like specifically. Now she sounds like a conversationalist. All right. <laughs> Congratulations, Amber William. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for playing. Try again tomorrow, my friend. We'll have more tickets. All right. All right. All right thank you. Hold on, Amber. You don't go anywhere. I still got you. Oh, okay. <laughs> How's grandma? She up? No, she's still napping. <laughs> Does, I mean, you're you're in California, right? Yeah, I'm in SAC. You're in SAC. Okay. She's napping at 8 a.m.? Yep. Yep, I just brought her a donut and some milk, and she took a couple bites and laid right back down. <laughs> okay, can, 
Can you promise me something? Can you do something for me? Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, you're going to be with her all morning, right? Yeah, she lives with me. I take care of her. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so here's mm-hmm. the deal. Whenever Grandma wakes up, because she's probably going to go nap quickly afterwards, you call the mm-hmm. show. I'll stop whatever I'm doing. I want to talk to Grandma Amber, okay? <laughs> okay. Will, will you promise me that? You'll call us back? Yeah, I will. Oh I my. will for sure. She would love to talk to you guys. You have no, like, you think I'm joking around, but He's you not. have no idea how much <laughs> I love old people. Like, my grandmother Aww. was my rock. She passed away back in right? 99 at 91, uh, but she was my rock. She was my Aww. everything. Uh, I still yep, think about her same. today. I've got her name tattooed tomorrow. Blah, 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 blah. Right. So whenever, That's awesome. Whenever I see or hear grandmas and grandpas i just love to talk to them so and right. this sounds a little weird and creepy but on another well i'm not gonna say just that. leave it on a high note yeah i'll leave it on a high note yeah. <laughs> all right amber hang leave on it. Right. She's, okay yeah hang on no good but i find him attractive too yes i knew where you That's were going but not 98 judge no. judy betty white yeah they were right in my wheelhouse. Sexy and seventy. That was my that was my hall pass. My wife said if I could ever mm-hmm. sling to ju- Judge Judy or Betty White, yep. I, I I'd have the green light. Never happened. Betty no. was beyond her nineties. She went almost to the hundred. So you do like ninety year old women. Yeah, but she like her it's generation. Her she was like nine what ninety five, but she looked seventy five. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think. 95 was the new 75 for her. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. She was a young 95. <laughs> if you say so. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is like a real young 95. Yeah. Is honesty the uh, best policy always? Nelson uh, asked me that uh, last night. He said, uh, I did something. I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? Nikki doesn't even know the story. She's laughing. She's like, oh, God. <laughs> Baby man asked me. If honesty is the best policy, because he had an opportunity from one of our coworkers, and he uh, fumbled the bag, fumbled the ball. Mm-hmm. You don't fumble a bag. You well, the that's ball. a slang term that we in the black community use. Okay, so <laughs> Nikki, can you help me? It's for the culture. Black Black Nelson's talking right now. Yo, that is what we call it, fumbling a bag. Thank He's you. right about that. I don't know about him being in the community, but that's what we say. Baby man does it for the culture. <laughs> At the risk of sounding racist, your community's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fumble bags, you fumble balls. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we, we say it's fumbling a bag. All so. right, well, if you could pass on to your community that you're not <laughs> making mm-hmm. any sense whatsoever... <laughs> We Appreciate make sense it. to us. Uh, <laughs> damn right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Nelson was at the last meeting. He uh-huh. knows. <laughs> All right. So uh, this, uh, we'll tell you what he was honest about here in a minute. Hey. The irony of us about to have this conversation and this just happening in the last five minutes of my life. Oh, no. What happened? Honesty. <laughs> Filters. It's the best policy. And talking about old man Kevin, my neighbor back in Atlanta. Oh, is he listening? No. Oh. So, so, as we're trying to sell our house, right, it's a very unique house. It's the only reason why it's not selling. It's a great house, beautiful house, blah, blah, blah. This, you listen in, this, you don't care about that. Right. But today, you know, we have three showings. So, it's a big day. Today could be the day. And... uh we had the photographer go over and uh, take some new pictures because the original pictures that, that were taken, 
he didn't get a couple rooms because we still had stuff in those rooms. Like my daughter's room. It was a mess. Right? Mm-hmm. So we didn't just take pictures of it. Anyway, I, I have a neighbor, old man Kevin, who I was just talking about. Love the guy. He's great. And, uh, it, but he's, it, what was great about that neighborhood, it, they weren't nosy neighbors, but we, you know, we would talk. We'd see each other out of the yard. We'd walk over. We'd just talk to, I like that about neighborhoods, right? I, I do that with my neighbors in Roseville. And the, the photographer's there and he walks over and he goes, get a new agent. And my wife's the agent, you know, she's, she's, that's what she does for a living. Right. But she's here. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, nope, same agent. I'm the photographer. He goes, Oh, good. Take new pictures. Cause the pictures online look like blank. The house looks like blank. <laughs> oh God. Love old guys. What are you doing now? My wife's upset right now. I know his, I know how he is. So I know he's joking. He's not a malicious guy. Uh huh. <laughs> You know what the photographer says to him? Thanks. I took the last picture. I was going to ask. <laughs> There's like one picture of a drawer that's kind of open that he has a problem with. So I just text him, and I'm like, what are you doing? And his response is, I'm picking up sticks in the yard. I said, no. Oh what God. are you doing? You can't tell people at my house that blank looks like blank. And this is, I go, I know you're joking, but it's not helping the cause. And he just responded. I haven't read this response yet, but... Like, I mean, like, come on, dude. What are you? That's you're awesome. smarter than that. <laughs> Listen, That's older awesome. people, we just said the other day that they get a pass and they can say whatever they want. Right. Here's a prime example. Yeah, exactly. So Nelson, to ask me last night, he goes, hey, man, we're like too honest with uh, one of our coworkers. And I was like, oh, boy, what kind of mess am I going to have to clean up tomorrow? And I guess uh, Complex, who's been on the show, um, you know, he's the head cheese for uh, – uh, what the K K S K K S KSFM the end in the end in the end right yeah okay you know and he's got the hookup this guy knows everybody yes and he's always got tickets and stuff like that and he's very you know for the most part very you know easy to get that stuff from so I guess he offered Nelson tickets for Post Maloney last night right yeah ticket Malone it's Malone I know I call him Malone okay yeah was it last night yeah it was last night okay and Nelson do you want to guess Nikki why he 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 turned him down. This is where the honesty conversation comes in. You would you like to guess what Nelson was honest about and why he turned down this thing? Which, by the way, let me add this: he previously had asked Complex for tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Complex came through for him, last minute or not, doesn't matter. He yep. still came through. Yes, he did. And Nelson turns him down. Take a guess. He didn't have enough gas to get there. Close. Keep going. You're right track. What is Nelson always lying about? I know it has probably something to do with money. Okay, there you go. It's money, but a specific thing. It wasn't, I can't buy a Post Maloney t-shirt. I can't buy a piece of pizza or a hot dog weenie. It's none of that. Well, because I feel like those things would make me look like a piece of trash. I think when you say the thing that I said, that I'm not going to come off as bad as you're trying to paint me. So what do you think Baby Man said, Nikki D, that deals with money, why he could not go to the show and accept a free ticket? Uh, he couldn't, oh, he couldn't pay to go in the garage. Couldn't pay for parking. Thank you. <laughs> Baby man can no park. Baby man. I mean, how much was park? Parking's like $15. Okay. You want to look at my bank account? 
I have ten dollars left in I my checking account. Cash app you fifteen dollars if you wanted to go to the concert. I'm not asking you, and that looks trashy too. Which, by the way, that's another conversation, Nikki. You and I have to have a, com- uh, a conversation about that when you get back. Is when do we cut them off? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, when when do we when do we stop being nice? Right? When when do we say, all right, kid, it's time for you to get on your feet. You're 41. You got to start yeah. earning your own parking money. I, I got I you a job. I moved you out here. You know, it's time for you to start doing some stuff. You are saying this like I asked for the parking money. I didn't go to the show. I can't afford to pay for the parking. I said, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I can't afford the parking. You know, you could have taken public transportation. Uh, for what cost? A do- It's like a dollar free, isn't it? Like a bus? Get on a bus? I'm I have sure. no idea how much Pu- it costs. So it's public bus. transportation. Not a clue what public transportation costs. It's probably. So a- you told him that though, Nelson. Like you said, I can't go because I can't pay for parking. Yeah, I'm not real. Go- I'm I'm good at truth. Baby man, no good at lie. Did he look at you funny when you said oh, that? Oh, I, I know he did. I wasn't. Yeah, there. he looked at me with like he felt bad for me, which is great. You always <laughs> love to see that look on people's face. You know what he's going to do? He's going to send him some Odyssey points. <laughs> Those I have. I could pay for parking with that. I want to give them Aussie points. <laughs> you know what? I think you know, I think you can pay for parking with your um what? <laughs> insurance card thing. Whatever. My Wex? Yeah. That I think No, you You're can't spend an account card. Yeah. I just tell them I'm going to a doctor's appointment. Or 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 you uh, bring the receipt and, and give it uh give it to whatever whoever sends the email out once a week. Oh my god, the expense <laughs> report guy? No. I'm not expensing parking. Function. <laughs> $15. I mean, if I would have taken some pictures for social media, it could have been a work function. And, yes. it, and instead of and instead of them reimbursing him for parking, they sent him five more Odyssey points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Nelson. I get you want to be honest, but I would have never told somebody that. Even if that was the case or the truth, I would have just said, I'm sorry, I'm unable to go. Something came up. I would have never said, I can't afford to pay for parking. You know what? It, it doesn't surprise me you did it because that's you. But it surprises me that a lot of people, especially the younger generations, have no problem talking about money they don't have. Mm-hmm. Because as a Gen Xer, it was always money you did have or money you want people to think you have but for, and they don't have a problem asking you how much money you make exactly right. and you know why that is is because like i don't have a problem with that either i think it's kind of silly remember when i got suspended for telling uh the audience how much the afternoon guy made because we were yes, having I a little, little battle you know and i was like why is that a big deal like sports figures all the time talk about their contracts i know like but- why does it matter if you tell somebody how much money you make or, or how much money you don't make right I don't know why that's such a big secret. Because it causes animosity between coworkers. But the kids do Definitely. it. Definitely. The younger generation does it because they're making money on, like we we're just talking about the internet. You know, so they're like, hey, this guy made 10, it's public knowledge. He made $10 million off his YouTube channel, opening up toys, unboxing toys. Right. So it's not a secret anymore. But I'm a little surprised as a 41-year-old baby man that you, your ego, because it's about ego, <laughs> allowed you to tell a coworker that, you know, but you're not that close with them that you're too poor to pay for parking. Like that to me, like I, I couldn't say though. I mean, my ego's way too big. I couldn't say that. There's no I way. Never. Right. Baby man, ego destroyed. 
Yeah, but you got to work on that. that. It's not. It's no, I, you, listen, there, there have been a lot of ego checks that I have run into in the last 400 days, going beyond even coming out here, that I have been humbled by my choices and by life. And so I am just, whatever, listening to the universe. I'm taking my lumps and I'm moving forward. You fumble so you're the bag. saying before you would have uh, that is literally this. the definition of fumbling the bag. Yeah, my money. <laughs> the bag is full of money. The f- fumble in the bag. Money. Fumble mm-hmm. in the bag of money. So uh, here's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. What would you have done this week if I did not Venmo you a hundred dollars? Um, I had a Canon camera that I've been thinking about selling. I also have a couple of pieces of jewelry that aren't my rings that I was going to sell, but I didn't want to sell them. Uh, until I had had a chance to have like somebody reputable I talked to. I, I was going to actually talk to your buddy uh, back where you're from that runs the pawn shop. Yeah. And I have a friend that their family runs a, a jewelry store back where I'm from. Okay. Uh, but I didn't. Don't if, sell the earrings yet. I, in the, I think I want to buy them. In a pinch, I was going to. I was gonna. I was gonna sell those things. Yeah. Well, I would think that I'm bringing you food. You would be a little bit more thankful then. I am. Very if you're in that thankful. kind of situation, like you would think that you'd hug me or you don't want me touching you. Of course not. But you can <laughs> I don't attempt want him to hug you. <laughs> but you can attempt it. I'm supposed to know what he wants. I know he doesn't want a hug. I thank him. Yeah, but it's not really a good thank you. You know. You know who's good at. You know who's good at thanking people. Nikki D. She's very appreciative. She's a good <laughs> thanker. I gotta tell you, Nikki. You one thing you're really good thank at. You. Yeah, exactly. Look at that. Appreciate she that. smiles. <laughs> she has a beautiful smile. She's very. You, she means it. You know, I come in here and I, I. You know what? I brought him three, three packaged plates of food. Good food. Good chicken. Ooh, wow. My wife made chicken, purple-headed mm. uh, cauliflower, Ooh. and uh, little ball potatoes. You know, and he's got three meals there to get him through. You know, payday. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, Did and you thank Rachel? I have, this is the first time hearing about these meals. What are you talking okay. about? They're, it was in a bag. It's what a bag? bag? You told me that you had something coming for me, and then you handed me this food, which I have here, which I have thanked you for. If you walk in anywhere, uh-huh. and there's something on your chair. But it wasn't on my chair. It was. I put it on no, your chair. No, this bag has been on the ground the entire time. I, pro- I swear to God. Open it. <laughs> I wouldn't He's touch it because it's not mine. I mean, how do you feel sorry for somebody that's stupid? So you have a bag full of food next to you, and you didn't even know it was there. This is the new this definition is one of one plate, and it's so heavy. Fumbling the bag, like literally yeah. fumbling the bag. That's really nice. Fumbling his food. Oh my god, <laughs> that's what he's fumbling. It's probably expired now. It's not. No, I'll eat it anyway. <laughs> you want me to put it in the dumpster to make you feel more at home? Baby man, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so you can dive. <laughs> like I'm working for my supper. No, I had no idea what was in this bag here. All right, thank we... you so much, yes, Rachel. I'm going to say thank, thank you. you for Nelson. Hello. What I'm, about me? I'm thinking the kid, and I was going to get to Rachel. Rachel made it. Yes. But I delivered it. We are a team. Mm-hmm. We're team, like, if we had well, a... he's right there with you to say thank you. I'm just saying he needs to make sure he says thank you to her, too. i got to get my thank... i got three plates. I've got on to my third thank you for him, and then I was going to move on to thank yous for Rachel. All right, back to the honesty thing. Don't do that next time. Because you know what, it makes Don't. us all it makes us all look bad. Why do you guys look bad? Because we're associated because it's with like you. Like we're working together, and and we couldn't give you fifteen dollars to go because, to the concert that right. you've been asking for months and, to go to. And, I and, would and, have given and, you fifteen dollars. And that's the thing too. You're right, Nikki. 
is, you know, now Complex probably lost sleep last night thinking that we're bad people that he hangs out with. No. And he's like, God, his coworkers couldn't have even given him a bone. He knows no, nothing about what we're doing for him. He's like, damn, couldn't help the guy out of a bad spot. That must be a horrible team over there working at 98 Rock. These I know. don't even take care of the big fella, the baby man. We don't work together at all. But that's his plan. It's his master plan. He tries to get people to, to feel sorry for him and make all of us look like bad guys. You know what is that? You, do I really look like a guy with a master like, plan? Yes, you do. <laughs> kind of. Thank it. you. Yeah, you, I appreciate that. You, you got you got a little dastardly deeds in you, done dirt cheap. <laughs> Everybody's got it in them. <laughs> Nikki, you and I need to keep our eye on this guy. I know, and I've been going out of my way to help him no. make sure he's good. It's I time leave to cut him one off. One day, and he's telling people he's broke. So we're gonna put Gosh, take him to the farm. That. We're gonna cut him off. Put him on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> Just let him go. <laughs> Run wild. Baby man, be sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> I love baby man. Oh, <laughs> wait till you see what's coming by the end of the week. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Baby man's about to make a big splash in Sacramento. Oh, I gotta tell you. no. Oh, yeah. I got my people working on it. You got you a sign? How did that go down? Hey, man, I got you uh, that ticket that you asked for a couple months ago for Post Malone. Oh, no, man. No, he didn't make it Thanks. sound like that. I appreciate that, but. I have $10 in my bank account. I can't pay for parking, even though my friend gave me 100 two days ago. What have you spent my money on? I have spent your money on gas and food at the grocery store, which I have told you. You eat a lot. <laughs> you, gas is expensive. And you still don't even have your brakes fixed, right? No, the brakes are going to get fixed tomorrow when that check comes into the, the thing. I don't, I don't know how much the damn brakes are going to cost me because they're grinding, boy. Oh, you can hear it. Well. I probably need a caliper now. That $100 wasn't free. The juice is running. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you wrote charity. I have it in writing. <laughs> I have it in writing. He wrote Venmo. charity on the Venmo. No, that's well, French for juice. Can't be running. In fact, I think I have a... T- I'm not going to... Well, if, I, if I wrote charity, I need you to write me a receipt like Goodwill does. Oh, for sure. <laughs> So I can up the, I actually give you $500. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll sign off on that, too. Also add the chicken to it and the morning oats or overnight <laughs> yeah. oats or whatever they're called. Yeah. All oh, right. them overnight oats are good. Third round of headlines, and then we'll uh, talk with Wolfgang Van Halen. We might have finally put an end to the quarterback controversy on the coast. And what did one man on the beach get beaten with? All right, two big stories from today. Getting learned a little bit. We got your headlines here in just a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. Third round of headlines. Big thanks to our buddy buddies at Good Guys Heating and Air. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Get them out. Have them check your stuff. Take advantage of that $39 preventative tune-up deal. Nobody, nobody, and I repeat, nobody is doing a deal like that. Best service, best price, guaranteed. That's no BS. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Nelson. When it comes to who's under center for the 49, uh, 49ers this year, sounds like the writing's on the wall. So Trey Lance's numbers look pretty darn good. 
He was 10 of 15, 112 yards passing, one touchdown, no interceptions, passer rating of 111. However, on the bad side, uh, he took four sacks. Four sacks, and he really missed out on a couple of turnovers. That was on the defense's fault for not capitalizing on those. Trey Lance actually not looking like he is going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Well, no, Shanahan already said it's going to be Brock Purdy, I believe, which I am all in. I am a Purdy maniac. I love Brock Purdy. I was heartbroken when he got injured uh, Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. I I love that guy. The story behind that guy is awesome, right? Nobody. Right, Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant, right? Yeah, like third Mm -hmm. on the depth chart. You know, nobody cares, but he comes out. I mean, George Kittle was having – arguably his worst year last year until Purdy got into the mix uh, and just brought the offense back to life. And then you throw Christian McCaffrey in there. It's got to be Brock Purdy. Plus, Shanahan is, you know, historically, his quarterbacks have not been Trey Lance-esque, right? They've, you know, Matt Ryan with Atlanta. You know, he likes that, you know, Purdy's more mobile than Ryan, but he likes that pockety type of guy. Even Garoppolo, not a big runner type guy. So that's his type. That's his style. Uh, so I like it. I'm, I'm very excited. I got my drafts coming up, and I'm going to take him as a backup quarterback, uh, hopefully in all my leagues, because I think big So are we full-on football right now? Has, like, the season officially started? Because I feel like everybody's kind of talking football, and I don't know if I've missed it. Well, like preseason. Pre- yeah, preseason. Oh, it's preseason. Okay. Yeah. We've got four uh, about four weeks until the regular season starts, but – you know, for us fantasy football nerds, uh, the drafts are going on. So, like, I've got one uh, next Friday, then one on Sunday, and then two the following Tuesday. So, yeah, and that means – And this is ramping up to the season starting. Correct, yes. Okay, got it. And then Sunday is going to be, you know, for – us, me, who's a diehard football fan, and Sundays are just football, football, football. You know, when you're on the East Coast, the game start at 1 p.m. So you do things mm-hmm. beforehand. You, you know, I'd play tennis or go to the gym or get some errands done and this and this and that. And I would dread because we get up early, you know, to come to work, you know, 3.30-ish in the morning. So my Monday starts Sunday at 4.30 or 4 o'clock. Right. So when you're watching games at 1 and the second one, you know, the West Coast games start at 4.15, then you don't really get to watch those three or four games that, that are on TV or the Red Zone or however you watch it, and it's kind of a bummer. But now the games come on at 10, mm-hmm. and the late games come on at 1, so they're done at 4, so then I can go to work, get it done, so I can watch Sunday night football and get to bed at a decent hour. Are you all in on pros only? Yeah, you know, I, I just – I've never – I'll watch college. I'm uh-huh. just not a huge college football fan. It's just, it's just, I don't know why. I just it's like, and that's so shocking to me because you play college football, right? Maybe that's why because those no good. <laughs> <laughs> and they are. <laughs> well, not my team. Maybe, I mean, maybe this year, but they haven't been for the maybe, last twenty years. Maybe deep down inside, I'm just jealous. <laughs> You're mad. I, you know, I will tell you this, Nikki D. I will tell you when I quit. You know, I only played two years, so I don't want anybody to think I was some big deal or not. I went to a small ball school and I just played because I wanted to check that off my list. So when I quit, I quit for a girl and some other reasons. But when I quit, I could not watch football, could not talk about football, could not be around football for years. I didn't want anything to do with it. I oh, could, not even professional. Nothing. Like oh. for 10 years, I couldn't mm. do it. I was so scorned and scarred, I just didn't want anything to do with it. 
couldn't watch it. And, uh, you know, then you get older and you get over things. So, anyway. Get over it. All right. Go 49ers. All right, second story. When it comes to the furries, you keep your nose out of their business. That is a scene from Huntington Beach last Saturday as a group of furries, they left the hotel lobby and they went out onto the beach and a man started filming them and then he got a little too close to the pack. And the guy hits him with a megaphone. Yes, a megaphone. Knocks him out on the beach. A furry donning a pirate hat used a megaphone to push up against the man who was filming, threatening to force them to leave if he didn't do so willingly. Why were they on the beach? They're tired of hiding in, uh, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, but if Convention you're, centers. If, you, if you're dressed in a, like, isn't the beach the last place you want to be? Is it like, it'd be hot. Yeah, or even outside. <laughs> but their costumes didn't look that hot. And the thing that is so funny to me with this whole story and video is people are so bold to jump in your face with their phones and record you and talk tough. And the minute that guy hits him, he starts crying like a little woman and telling him that he's going to sue him. And I was laughing so hard watching this video. So, so let me ask you this. If someone, anyone, gets in your face with a phone, do you think you have the right? I'm not talking legally. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, do you think you have the right to push them out of your way, take their phone, slap their phone, or defend yourself physically against that person? If you ask them to not film you, if somebody comes and stands in my face with their phone and I say, can you please not put your phone in my face or film me or get away from me, leave me alone, and they don't, yes, I, I feel like I have the right to hit you, push you, whatever I do to you, I'm going to take the consequences because I asked you to leave me alone. Agree. I agree 110%. I don't know what the law is, but one would assume. <laughs> the law is not going to be on your side on it. Well, I don't it's know. Fine. I'm okay with that. It, you know, if you go up to somebody and you enter their space and you put mm-hmm. your hand in their space, that's a, you can defend yourself, physically defend yourself. Now, you can't bring a gun to that fight. Uh, but you're nor, saying, like, I could grab the phone out of his hand and toss the phone. I don't want to say that because I don't know if legally you can <laughs> do that. I feel like that's where you would get in trouble. <laughs> but I'm at, I, this is a what would you do kind of conversation. What would you do scenario? This is not a what will the judge decide on. Right. So I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure somebody listening might. Uh, but I would do what Nikki said. If you got into my personal space and you were coming at me, you know, like if it was an accident and you were filming something past me, mm-hmm. you know, you have to evaluate the situation. But if somebody is in your personal space and they have that phone, because technically, I mean, if you really, really want to get nitpicky and break it down, that could be used as a weapon. Right. I mean, they, okay, could, they, yeah. could, Absolutely. Hit, they could hit you in the face with that. It could be a, a weapon. Um, you know, if you if you brandish a phone and say it's a gun in a robbery, it's it's armed robbery. It's treated as a deadly weapon. Robbery. You're right. It's armed mm-hmm. robbery. So it's the same thing. The reason I asked that. So I've got a friend that does uh, radio in Tampa and the Internet really is mad at him right now. He was in a situation where he was doing a, a, an appearance, an autograph signing or yeah. something. And he's a very popular radio personality. And uh, I've I've always been friends with the guy. Even when we were competition, I got no problem with the guy. And I think he's very good at what he does, too. But this he's been a part of some major national, international controversy uh, with other radio personalities and celebrities. 
and some there's that's the market that radio market is 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 toxic is war esque <laughs> you know which I kind of miss about radio with going to battle with people and stuff but anyway this girl gets in his face with a phone he says get your phone out of my face get your phone out of my face get your phone. she does not do it so he grabs her phone and starts filming behind her and says you know your life is pathetic you're still on this thing from years ago and then he takes the phone and goes to delete the video she reaches over him grabs him touches him he then pushes her in the face and pushes her away calls her some names and no charges are being brought up against him. They've decided that. He's not going to be charged with anything because he was defending himself. Of course, yes. the internet gets a hold of it. Definitely not a good look, no, no. doubt. But because he's a big guy. Yeah. And she's a woman. I was going to say because it's man and a woman well, type of situation. But if it was same sex, I don't think people right. would beat him up. So this is where people forget about everybody's equal, right? We're not equal <laughs> right. anymore in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I saw it and, and, I'm, and I know the guy. So I'm like, you know. It's kind of, it's not, it's not in his character to like just go after somebody like that, you know. So I, I was, but the, the internet's having a field day, a lot of copy and paste, uh-huh. you know, to go after him. So that's why I asked that question. Wolfgang Van Halen, uh, we've got tickets for his show uh, at the uh, at Ace of Spades coming up here on the twenty sixth. Uh, we gave away a pair earlier. We'll have some more tomorrow. We'll have some more on Friday as well. Uh, Wolfgang was on uh, for the release of his new album, and we're going to talk to him again. Here in just a minute. Hang on. Appreciate you being here. It's the BS here on 98 Rock. Uh, Jason Bailey, there's Nikki D, there's Nelson. And uh, he just won't leave us alone. This Wolfgang Van Halen guy just won't leave us alone. He just keeps coming on the program, which I'm fine with. (laughs) Uh, But it's very cool because we're giving passes away for uh, his big show coming up here on the 26th of this month at Ace of Spades. And Wolfgang, you know, last time we talked to you, we we're talking about the release of um, of the new album, and that's going well. And now you're out on the road. Looks like behind you, you're in a hotel room, which you're probably living yes, out of that bag to your left right now. How's it going so far? Uh, it's it's going, man. Very busy, but uh, it's it's good to be busy. I'm I'm very happy to be uh, doing what I'm doing. So, what's like that? Your days? Okay, so the peak of your day. What time do you get up usually? Uh, it depends on, uh, when I go to sleep or if I get sleep, um, if I do get sleep, I'll probably wake up around 10 or 11 and then, uh, find coffee Yeah, and then we have sound check and then, uh, showtime rinse and repeat, right? That's every day. Yeah. That's lonely. It can, it can be boring after a while, right? Maybe. No, uh, it's, it's, it's my job. So I, it's, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, I, I can't complain. Yeah. Well, uh, like when you're doing when you when you're out on the road and and you're doing this and you're by yourself do you do you are you a party guy do you stay like you said all night or do you try to get to bed as early as possible and then people are like no dude you got to come out with us tonight we're going to skinny bobs and you know skinny bobs has got the best martinis in town you got to come it out there it depends on uh it depends on how much sleep i've gotten really uh, sleep is so important uh to a to a singer yeah. Uh, making sure that your voice is ready for the next show. Um, and uh, I have trouble sleeping sometimes. So really, I'm I'm very boring. I, it's really <laughs> just about getting sleep whenever I can. Well, the rock stars changed, right? I mean, we, you guys have gotten educated. It's, you know, <laughs> so I was having this conversation uh, uh, just yesterday with uh, Pete Evick. He's a buddy of mine. He's the guitarist for Brett Michaels, right? And he's written this book called MTV Famous, you know, and we grew up on MTV. I mean, 
you know, MTV was a huge part of obviously, you, you know, your father's band, you know, Van Halen. It just, it, it was, we, and Pete was talking about how he would wait for Panama to come on yeah. MTV. And, and I was the same way with uh, Van Halen, Quiet Riot, all these bands. But now the rock star is different. The rock star is, it's no longer sex, drugs, and rock and roll for, or if it is, it's for different reasons than what it was in the 80s. So I'm assuming probably the best advice was from your mentor, your father, saying, hey, when you get out on the road, you can't live like we did in the 80s, right? <laughs> I think it was more about uh, learning from from how, uh, I think it was kind of just picking up from my observations on what to do and 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 what not to do. Um, and uh, I don't know, I think I just... Uh, it, you know, it's it, it first and foremost, it is it is my job. So and it's my job to to be at my best for every performance instead of uh, uh, be all messed up from partying or something. It's sure. just not my vibe. Yeah, <laughs> like I, totally yeah. get it. But there's there's a le- there's a tier of person out there. I mean, you've played with everyone, sure. you know, everyone. Yeah. But if you know, you're out with Metallica, you're out with Pantera, you're out with Alterbridge. If James Hetfield says to you, hey, man. Let's go grab a late night, a nightcap. Let's let's go to Skinny Bob's and get that martini. You know, I know it's been a long day. You're not going to turn down James, right? Yeah, no, but I'll maybe I'll I'll get a water. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fill in the gap for whatever the drink is. But I'm just saying the point is, it's a there's a tier of person. Yeah, of course, you can be social, of course, yeah. But uh, uh, you know, uh, the the performance and, and my job for, at least for me comes first. So I, I, I make sure that I am uh, uh, ready for that at all times. But we turn down miles, right? Miles asks us to go out. We say, no miles. We're not going to, <laughs> I go way back with that dude. I'm joking. He's a great guy. I love miles. miles <laughs> is the best. I, I rem- you know, like here's something funny because you know, you played on, on Mark Tremonti's first album and, mm-hmm. and, and Mark second, the second and third, second, second and third, third, excuse me. Mark's an Orlando guy. So I, I'm an Orlando guy, go way back with them. And I remember that I just posted this on their Twitter feed. Actually, I remember because they're celebrating the anniversary of their first album. I remember running into Mark at the house of blues in Orlando and you know, they had kind of been gone him flip everybody after Creed. They just kind of disappeared for a minute. They're still around town. You'd see them, but they weren't really doing all that much. And I run into him and I'll, Hey dude, I haven't seen you. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, Oh dude, we're, we're, I got this new band. It's awesome. I said, really? It's like, wh- who is it? He goes, it's all the guys, minus one. And he says, the new lead singer is going to blow your mind. I said, who is it? He goes, Miles Kennedy. I said, who the hell is that? And he goes, <laughs> ever seen the movie Rockstar? And I said, yeah. The guy Mark Wahlberg brings up at the end? Yeah. <laughs> His voice is phenomenal. Well, he wasn't singing. It was actually the, the guy from Steelheart that's singing. But, you know. <laughs> I was like, awesome. And then, and then it was just uh, off to the races after that. So it's kind of neat, this ancestral business that we're in to see, you know, talking to you now, talking to you a couple months ago, who your, who your buddies with and playing with is just kind of a weird world. Isn't it like that? Yeah. It's like one big, one big family. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. So, uh, you, 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 you take a break right in between, you know, maybe some of the bigger, uh, stadium shows like with Metallica and Pantera and, and Alter Bridge and stuff. And then you do your stuff and you go Ace of Spades, great venue, heritage venue uh, here in Sacramento, Ace of Spades, sack.com for tickets. And then it's just Wolfgang. And then you go back out, right? Is that how this is working? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, we've got a lot of, for our first time, a, a lot of, a uh, lot of headliners in front of us. 
Um, you know, we only had done sparing sparingly, like in between uh, openers and stuff. But uh, once we're through with uh, the Metallica shows for the year and with the Alterbridge shows, it's like we've got. I know we have some headliners at the end of this run, and then we have a full uh, headline tour at the end of the year in November, which is uh, crazy. It's sort of our first first time doing like a full run. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you get to that point outside of you saying to yourself, you've you've made it right. You've got to that headliner status, which is where any artist would want to get to. But you also have the power to pick and choose some up up and coming band which I would think, and tell me if I'm wrong, Wolfgang, but I would think that's just as, if not more satisfying to be able to put them over like the guys in Metallica or Grohl has put you over, or your dad, of course, put you over uh, all these years. To be able to pay that back to the business would be pretty neat. Yeah, I know, and you get to build a really cool bill. Like, it's it's exciting. You know, I think, uh, 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 at least with the with the tour at the end of the year, having, having Nita Strauss open for us, it's really fun. Cause we've, you know, we've sort of, we, sh- we shared the, we did the dual cover of guitar world last year. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was just really a matter of time. So she's really so cool. cool. That girl is, I, I've never met her, but she's a big wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah. And like, she played WrestleMania a couple years ago for Shinsei knock, uh, whatever his name is opener. And I was like, dude, this is so cool. <laughs> She's on my buddy's wrestling show from time to time. I'm like, this girl's awesome. You know, and yeah, then she's, the, she's the, badass. The play for Alice Cooper, right? That's that's a totally different world, too, right? Big time. Big yeah. Time. Who would you, you know, any idea like you know, some of your favorite bands that you'd want to maybe open for you when you when you when we get to that time for you guys? Oh man, I have no idea. Yeah. I really I can't, I can't even think. Yeah. That's it's pretty powerful though. I mean, you're like, you can really help somebody out. That's, that's the yeah, put over, yeah. mm-hmm. get them For in sure. front of, get them in front of people. Have you ever like gone out there? And when you're, you opening for Metallica or Pantera, something spent more in your early days, you know, where we had this conversation last time is, I mean, you're Wolfgang Van Halen. It's your Eddie's son, but now you're Wolfgang. You're, you're, you're the man, your dad's, no longer bringing you along, so to speak. And we talked about that last time is you're the guy. Um, and people know you as the artist, uh, you know, multi album artist. So when you go out there, like at the beginning, were you ever nervous in front of a certain band's audience, like a Metallica or something like that? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I always carry nerves, uh, but it just, uh, you, you get more comfortable over time. I think now that we've done, uh, you know, seven or eight shows with Metallica, you, you get, you get comfortable and uh, you figure out how to navigate it. It's definitely a crazy thing with their stage. Cause it's a very unique stage. So there are a lot of reasons to be nervous on that first show, but uh, we've been pulling it off and it's, it's been a good time. What, what, because the stage is in the middle, right? Yeah. It's this crazy circle in the middle of a stadium. So it's just uh, no matter where you look, there's always people watching you in, the, in every direction. It's, it's insane. So instead of just playing, you know, like hard camera, middle, hard camera, left, hard camera, right. Yeah. You got 360 and you've got to entertain everybody. A lot more work. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's, a, it's a crazy thing. Did you like, so you're what? 32. So what, when you were younger, how much a part of the touring process were you, were you there for? Like that you remember? Not too much. I mean, I know I would visit every now and then, but uh, yeah. So you don't remember anything 
Like, go. My, my point of me bringing this up, Wu-Fang, is that you go out on the road now and you go, oh, I remember when I was a kid, I saw something similar. Maybe even use that creative for a 2023 version of your own. Yeah, no, I, re- I, I mean, so early, uh, I really have no idea. But, I mean, I remember I would tour. I mean, I've been touring since I was 15, so since since 2007. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I think just over the course of being in the business for that long you learn the things that you want to do and the things you don't want to do yeah do you ever (laughs) so you know you're you're, look i i grew up in that era i'm a fan you know from the the hair metal to the grunge to to whatever have you i you know lived and lived all those generations uh in those styles and those genres but it's funny right we all look back and go god i can't believe i had that haircut god i can't believe i had that outfit i'm sure dad before he left us uh, you know, said, you know, those pants probably could have gone without, you know, maybe possibly, but I didn't know that back in the day. Do you ever, <laughs> do you, right. Right. Do you ever, do you ever think about that? Like, I mean, now going, man, when, you know, someday if I have kids or whatever, they're going to look back and they say, dad, you should have kept the short hair. Why'd you grow your hair out long or anything like that? Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I think other than the bowl cut I had as a kid, uh, <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I like the long hair. I think it looks cool. It looks very, very rock star uh, of you. I think uh, we were talking, we were talking about Wolfgang the other day. We were talking about on the show about old recordings of artists that will never see the light of day. I forget the story that we were having, but you came up and I, th- I was like, well, if we ever talk to him again, we should ask him, is there a vault, you know, uh, of stuff, old Van Halen stuff or old stuff with your dad and other artists that exist that might never see the light of day yeah just stuff that's been you know like demo stuff at at 5150 you know i think any any long-term recording artist will amass you know a pile of stuff that wasn't released for good reason (laughs) you know the stuff right do you find on purpose do you find anything that's like sacred of your father's that that shouldn't be released you know like a lot of people say that it's not right of like Prince's family to release some of his recordings because of how he would uh, kind of gatekeep his music. If he wanted it released, it would have been released. Exactly. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, luckily, uh, Al would be the one to decide if something is worth releasing. And over time, if there is something that is complete and and worth it, uh, you know, there's a conversation there. Um, that's obviously a very big decision to make though. And I don't take that lightly. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I, I think I was leaning more towards like it with other artists jam session. Have you ever seen the movie Eddie and the cruisers? <laughs> oh dude, like you got to watch that. It's, it's, it's amazing. And then Eddie and the cruisers too, believe it or not, one of the very few sequels, almost as good, maybe possibly better than the original, but it's about a rock star, right? That's, uh, that, spoiler alert fakes his own death right but <laughs> but but about you know uh th- there was old recordings anyway it's a good movie it's a rock star movie it's a, it's, it's one of the very few rock star movies that exist but there was record yeah. there was recordings of him with other artists that nobody knew that existed and people were shocked um that's what i was kind of getting to was yeah, your, yeah. your dad with whomever and you're like people would be shocked that they played together no i mean i think uh yeah, I really, I really can't think of anything. Really? Because he played with Michael Jackson, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's so that was just, you know, playing that that one solo. That one solo. Yeah, that's what I, you know, like, hey, Mike's coming over tonight. We're going to go in the basement. We're going to play around <laughs> with it. That's that's kind of what I'm asking. Anyway. Um, Aceofspadesack.com. Uh, I'm real happy for your success. I always have, I enjoy having you on the program. I'm, we're fans, so sorry if I kind of mark out a little bit for you. I just, I, I like seeing the success of good, nice people. That's all. So I'm at, I'm at fault for doing that. Uh, I think last time we were talking to you, you're about to celebrate a birthday and your mom walks in and you're getting ready to do something big. And I remember it, that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get anything good? I mean, what'd you get for your birthday? You get shirts? Hats, no, we underwear? Went, I remember we went to, uh, God, where did we go? Olive Garden. <laughs> we went to, we went to like a pinball place that Mark Tremonti had picked out. It was like this crazy place. I think we were in Houston somewhere. It was a really fun night. It was cool. Oh, so, so it was a big party. So Tremonti's like, don't worry. I got your birthday party. It's all set up. We're at pinball. Yeah, it was like a big like band, like all the bands that like, we just kind of got together and went to, went to this one like pinball bar thing. It was really fun. It was a do, cool thing. Do, do, do rock stars give presents to each other? I mean, is that a thing? Uh, I mean, it depends. Yeah. I mean, did he like give you a card with 20 ones in it or 32 ones? He's like, <laughs> Happy birthday, buddy. Good. Good knowing you. Not really. No. no. Okay. I, just, I don't know. I don't know what you guys do for birthdays. I, I know my friends don't get me Jack. So I, taking you out to pinball was pretty badass, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we, you know, we're, we're people. <laughs> no, I know it, but you're, you're the difference between your people's and my people's is like three zeros. So that's the difference. All right. My people's can't afford birthday presents. Your people's I know for sure. Tremonti can afford a birthday present for you. Uh, uh, so ace of also live nation.com. You can get the tickets. We'll see you out there. August 26th, ace of spades. Uh, it's uh, the Mammoth Two tour, right? It's Wolfgang will be here, guitar and, and all, uh, up on stage. So, brother, we'll see you in a, in a few days, actually, and uh, we'll, we'll meet up then. Until then, be safe out on the road, and, and thanks for your time as always. Thanks so much, man. Looking forward to it. All right, see brother. You see you later. Bye bye. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D, all the way in Honolulu, Hawaii. With her daughter very upset that, <laughs> what, five hours difference? Three. Three hours three difference. Three hours. Mm-hmm. That her 15-year-old daughter on this trip uh, had to uh, listen to mom do radio. Yeah, like, yeah, she's not happy. She's demanding her own room. I don't know how she thinks that's uh, going to happen. <laughs> Excuse me, Disney. We, thank you for the hospitality, <laughs> but can you give us another room? Uh, and there is Nelson as well. And, you know, like I explained this the other day, you know, with the, the everything that's going on in Maui, um, it's horrible. I mean, it's it's absolutely absolutely horrible what, what we're seeing unfold there. And you know, now I think we're at the place where most disasters afterwards, you know, the fingers are being pointed, and you know, who's to blame, who's at fault, and making sure that the recovery and finding people hopefully alive and getting people back on their feet, and you know, and all that stuff. I mean, we've seen it, you know, rinse and repeat it numerous times with different. Um, tragedies in our country, right? Whether it's a hurricane, an earthquake, or what have you. Uh, and, and we had this promotion that had been in the books for a long time with uh, our friends at Disney. And part of that, it's like a two-part promotion. Like part of it is Nikki and Mickey are midday uh, rock star. They go out there and they do this like social media stuff, right? And then they come back and then they do stuff, right? But the, there's the on-air portion where we've got keywords 
and we're postponing that uh, just for a few weeks mm-hmm. because that's the right thing to do because people don't know that where we're sending you is way far away from all these fires. They just hear Hawaii and they just hear fires, and perception is reality. Right. So, again, the powers that be, smart move. I think that's fantastic. So hats off to them, Disney, and everybody included. Uh, but uh, Nikki had to go, and you're, you're like, what, well over 100 miles. Like you, nobody's even Are they even talking about it where you're at? No, they're not talking about it at all. That's crazy, right? Mm-mm. That's absolutely so, nuts. Uh, business as usual. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you can do listening right now if you want to help. I think being, you know, so close, uh, being on the West Coast, you're probably like three degrees or less away from somebody that's been affected by this. Uh, and there's different people that are doing some great, really, really, really great things. Uh, Mr. Derek Clark with the Boardwalk, how are you? Hey, good uh, Good morning. How are you? Nice to meet you. Uh, we've been texting each other back and forth, but now we get to finally meet over the telephone, sir. We do. Yeah. We do. So the the boardwalk, explain what you're doing there and, and, and a little bit about the, the venue, because all as I know is what I looked up, uh, you know, you're in Orangevale. Your place is awesome, like really a cool spot to go to. We really picked up the game over at uh, the boardwalk. It was uh, in the past, it was a great music venue and it had great talent that's come in and out of there and uh unfortunately the past owner passed away and we sarah and i had the opportunity to purchase it and we decided to make it our philanthropic effort that we want to every dollar that we profitize through the front door we're going to give to uh, a nonprofit. it's we're going to help those people in need if it's a family if it's a veteran if it's even a pet at risk you know those are the organizations that uh, we need to take care of uh well, you know, Sarah and I are good, and you know what? We just we just don't want to continue to take without giving back. And so we actually met at the food bank volunteering time after her late husband passed away and mine was sick with cancer. So uh, this has uh, kind of come around, spun us really fast. So uh, we're 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 doing our best to uh, help, and so far we've you know our, our goal is to give a quarter million dollars a year for our door. Wow. Wow. And, 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 and for Maui in particular, up until September 10th, where you'll have the big uh, Operation Help Maui event, which we'll get to here in just a second. Like you said, uh, you're donating 100 percent of the net proceeds from all ticket sales to this tragedy. So this will be funneled through the Red Cross and or Habitat for Humanity, correct? Absolutely. Um, and we also have a GoFundMe page that's going to be directed there as well. Uh, we're working really hard at nailing down the, the specific 501c3 that it's going to be directed to so we can make sure uh, we can get these tiny homes out of Texas uh, purchased. And then we have the Air National Guard, General Witherspoon, that has uh, pretty much agreed to uh, help us no matter what and get us some C-17s and get that stuff out there. Wow, that's a big operation. Yeah, so, yeah. This little this little boardwalk has spun into this huge thing, and we've networked with Ollie Cooper and his organization over at Imagine uh, Human Health, and he's a wonderful guy. He's very very well connected. Uh, matter of fact, I would have to say he's probably better connected than we are. Uh, but we're just fortunate to be involved with this yeah. and uh, maybe make a difference. Yeah, well, I can totally see you making a difference um, in in the the Operation Help Maui event. Now, you know, I was when I got this information yesterday, Derek, I was like, 
uh, this is great, but it's you know it's you know you know I'm sure you probably want it sooner than later. It's in September. Well, September 10th is not that far off. It's less than a month no. away. No, yeah. no, no. It, a matter of fact, uh, there's always dreams that are going on in my four hours of sleep and my to try to accomplish even more things. You know, right. when I'm trying when I'm trying to sleep. But no, it's it's coming fast. And you know what? There's never a perfect time for anything. Um, and, you know, I don't care about the conspiracy theories that are out there and why it happened or whatever. All I know is there's 2,200 families uh, and probably a lot more, you know, and then we have the devastation from the tragic deaths and, and, and just rebuilding people's lives, clothing, food, what have you. It, it's just time to act now, not later. I agree. So right. this this event, uh, the Boardwalks Operation Help Maui, September 10th, I believe that's a Sunday from 1 until 6 you guys are planning to have about six different bands perform inside your amazing venue, along with a silent auction, a live auction, a donation station, of course, outside. You'll have everything from a DJ, food trucks. You'll have uh, signature cocktails and beers. I mean, the whole nine and all the bands that are going to be performing at this event, which I'm assuming will be named at a later date, are donating their time, rightfully so, which is cool. And 100% of these proceeds will be given into the care of a nonprofit to distribute, as we were just talking about, to the Maui uh, fire victims. So, I mean, that's top-notch stuff there, Derek. Yeah, it is top shot. We got we we actually have Hipper Than Hip, which is a great funk uh, style, a Tower Power style band that's coming in. Uh, they're going to be performing Class of '85, Misfit Williams, uh, Green Snake, uh, and we have Thomas uh, Murphy and and his group. Uh, uh, they're really closely associated with Skips because we do a lot of stuff with Skips and Weekend Warriors, so they're getting involved. Um, and you know, we just. Like, it's just great. We've been doing this for a, a while now, and we've never ever called on anybody saying, hey, we need help doing this. They've always said, hey, Boardwalk, can you help us do that? And we're, you know, sure. You know, that's the Aloha spirit. The Aloha spirit's about, not about hello and goodbye. It's about, we will give. We don't ask for anything in return. We just give unconditionally. And, and, and that's what the Hawaiian people have done. And that's where my family were raised and grew up. We, we came from Portugal in the 1800s. We landed in Oahu and Maui. And matter of fact, the general store that's in Hana is still that same general store that we built a uh, hundred years ago. So uh, our ties are really close, but now is the time. Now, now is the time and, and there's no perfect timing for anything, but now's the time. I'm I'm assuming because of the close ties that you have with the island and the people there because of the story you just told, you've got some had some personal conversations with people there and explaining to you what they need immediately. Am I would I be correct on that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. People need, you know, I mean I mean at the minimal people need a shoulder, you know. It's 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 horrific. You know, they do need food, they do need water. I mean, the other islands, you know, are going to get depleted of resources. That's why we have to have resources come from the mainland here, from California, and get it get it over there, along with, you know, trying to get these 200-square-foot, 300-square-foot little tiny homes that we're going to be erecting and, 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 and uh, Habitat for Humanity and, and uh, the Hawaiian Foundation. Those types of organizations out there are going to help, help build them. Um, but uh, it, comes at a, it comes at a cost, even at a wholesale cost, it's a couple million bucks. So we want to make sure that our efforts are going to uh, 
is sustained and, and it's going to happen. It is going to happen. I, I have no doubt yeah. it's going to happen. I, I was, uh, you know, because I'm new to town and, you know, I've been here for about six months. So just trying to make friends and learn about the different places and venues like the Boardwalk. And by the way, if you want to go to their website to get any more information or even to reach out, rocktheboardwalk.com, rocktheboardwalk.com. I believe you could probably also get tickets there for for the event in September. But, you know, the the history behind the venue is really, really cool. Like, I'm a big social distortion fan, and it's cool the timeline that you guys have on your website of where it dates back to the different artists and the different bands that have come through. Uh, And it's always funny, you know, when I get the opportunity to talk to some of these legendary bands like, like a Mike Ness from Social D, and you bring up these smaller venues that they've played, it seems like they remember those nights Mm-hmm. Better than they remember the stadium nights. Yes, mm-hmm. you know they're up. To, yeah, they're up and coming nights. Or, or yeah, I mean, you know, we, here we have a, a band out of the Bay Area called Green Day. You know, whoever thought in 1990 <laughs> that their first gig would be at the Boardwalk? You know, and um, band. yeah, well, they're out there. I on stadium tours right now for the next two years, and I talked to part of their management. And they're like. We, you know, they definitely would like to get back there and have a little up close and personal meet and, and maybe do a little gig there. And I'm like, wow. well, bring it on. But, you know, they're busy. We understand. And, and but out of 8000 performances and two thousand over 2000 bands, you know, 5 percent of them went on to make it. I mean, huge. I mean, we had Portugal, the man. We had Green Day. We have Alteras. We have. Uh, you know, Cinderella. We had, I mean, everything from hard rock. We had Montrose there. I mean, it's just crazy. Sammy Hager's played there with, with them. Um, it has been kind of like, we were kind of like the troubadour of the North. And if you don't know about the troubadour yeah. in, in West Hollywood, the, we've actually did some we, uh, talking. The wonderful people out there, Jordan and the, and the crew, that they, it, it's not about the size. It's about that little piece of history about coming out and playing and, and getting back to that uh, grassroots ground 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 feeling, you know, and 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 loving and loving what performing was all about. Yeah, were were you a fan for all the years, you know, prior to obviously you owning it with the other owner? Um, but were you a fan uh, of of the venue, going there to see some of your artists, favorite artists? You know, I I, I was a fan. Um, I didn't get there too much. I had a really great fel- uh, f- a friend of mine, Bill Towner, out of Santa Rosa that we grew up with. He was actually Ronnie Montrose's personal photographer, and he actually invited me in 2011 for his last concert that he actually did there. Um, so I don't have a lot of experience there, but I have a lasting one. Yeah. You know what? I've always wanted to, you know, you might not be able to answer this, but, like, when you go to L.A. and you see Lemmy on the side – you know, of the Rainbow Room, right? You're like, it, it, all these historic venues like those or Whiskey or Troubadour, like you're talking about, if you were to ask the owners, who would the mural be on the side of your building? And wouldn't that be like kind of a neat documentary? Yes, it would. And then have them do it. Like in your case, maybe Green Day would be. Maybe Social D oh, would be. You know what I'm saying? I would. Yeah, I would love to do like a panoramic from – like our on our on our website from the beginning to current, you know, and just kind of have this little trip down memory lane, you know, on the side of Ensure. You know, we can get that little Pinole band that has done okay called Green Day, you know, back and you know. Uh, but I I think it would be the whole the whole feel. I mean, I I get up on that stage and I do some announcements and I, I it, it's like 
it just takes it just takes me back. And my old I, I kid about this. I said, you know, nobody would ever allow me up on the stage. I'm I'm not really a musician, and I'm not really anybody special. And so, in order to get up on that stage, I, I guess we had to buy the place, you know, just like so <laughs> mm-hmm. feel it, you know. That's what, <laughs> hey, Derek, that's what I say to myself every time. Why are you putting me up on this <laughs> stage? <laughs> I'm a nobody. I'm, a, you know, I'm a nobody. But, but what, but what the boardwalk is, it, it, it is definitely a vehicle for us to help and to, and we have great, we we have great people out there, such as we're, we're trying to uh, work with Soul Asylum right now, and they've got that runaway train, and it ended up being this whole big deal about about the missing and exploited children, you know, on that thing. And so we want to do something with them for missing and exploited children when they come to town and they play at the boardwalk, uh, and 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 sign a guitar and auction it off and 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 have it to where for a couple hundred bucks you can be up close and personal, three hundred fold, and and feel like you're part of a, this giant little family mm-hmm. yeah. um, and, and get a meeting. It, it just, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of sitting way up in the nosebleeds for a couple hundred bucks and I can be up close. There's nothing better than the intimacy of a venue like the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there's just nothing. I mean, some of the best stories, you know, being in this business for 30 years and seeing a lot of artists, you know, even when they were, you know, the, the, the green days of when they were curtain jerking, right. When they were baby bands, you know, I've seen these guys right. pr- perform in front of 50 people, 30 people, and nobody knew them. And you just kind of say there's something to this band. They're going to be something big. And then ne- the next thing you know, you can't even get tickets to the show. Um, but there's something to be said about those memories. They always stick with you better than Section 303, uh, right. you know, row F. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, I tell you what, you know, it, it was such a pleasure having you on, and I think what you're doing is great. And, again, we'll continue to talk to talk about it and let people know because that's uh, that's the important stuff. But – Let's keep in touch, and if you need us, you need 98 Rock, you need the show, you know, please don't hesitate. to. I know you're a busy guy, but please don't hesitate to reach out. Oh, no, this is, would be a great, a great vehicle to keep the word and getting out there. And, and at the end of the day, we're going to have a splash page with some links up um, at OperationHelpMaui.com. So um, that's going to cross-connect with our website to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks and people can actually, uh, you know, like I said, with, with the with the listenership that Odyssey has, you know, and we ask for a buck, you know, we're halfway to our goal. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, 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 you know, nothing is too small. Nothing is too small to, to, to give. So um, I I employ everybody out there to 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 do something. Yeah. Just do something, and 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 you know what? Just in that little bit of your heart, feel good about it. Yeah. Well, thank you for everything there. Rockthebordwalk.com. Remember the Operation Help Maui event will be taking place September 10th, uh, but there's so much you can do just by going out there and going to a show because proceeds are still going to go to help the cause. We'll talk soon, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. Mr. Derek Clark there, the owner of The Boardwalk there, rocktheboardwalk.com. That's how I picked up my wife. Was it a, a like a what, venue a like concert? that? No, 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 the line that Derek just said. There's nothing too small. That's oh. what I said to her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's not the story I've heard all these years. You know, I was hoping to connect with you on like intimate venues. And, and it was just a no. tiny penis joke. No, that's it. How dare you try to connect with me, baby man? Baby man, don't connect. <laughs> baby man, want to connect on an emotional level? <laughs> baby man, don't connect. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? Baby man, tell you about when. <laughs> no.
<laughs> when a bullying turns deadly and why one judge in California is finding himself on the other side of the gavel. All right, we'll get you those two big stories from today. Get learned so you know a little something-something going on uh, on a, what is it, a Wednesday? It is. It is a Wednesday. All right, give us a minute here. The Bailey Show. I remember back in 96, I had an opportunity to go to a small venue, talking about small venues and seeing bands there. It was like some small bar in Gainesville, Florida, where the University of Florida is, mm-hmm. to see oh, I love it down there. this band, Dave Matthews. What, in a small bar? Yeah, and he was a big deal at that time. Wow. It was like a 50, 75, I don't know why I didn't go. Oh. Uh, uh yeah, it was. You always pass up really great opportunities. I know, and for stupid reasons, too. Yeah, right? but you've seen a lot of cool stuff, too, though. You can't beat yourself up about that. I missed Nirvana right before. I was about to say, he missed Nirvana. Well, that... He can beat himself up about it. Yeah, but not Dave Matthews. Uh, Dave I Matthews. Heard of Dave Matthews. It was a pretty damn good concert. It's one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Same, but what I'm saying is you could cut yourself some slack on Dave Matthews. Nirvana, you should kick yourself till the end of time. Maybe it was a guy just named Dave. Maybe it wasn't Dave Matthews. Maybe it was Matt, Matt Davison. Maybe it, was, maybe it was Dave and Matt. <laughs> Dave and Matt. Yeah, they later turned out to be Dan and Shay. <laughs> you, you're all right then. Uh, fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. Good Guys Heating Cooling They've got that amazing thirty nine dollar preventative tune up deal going on right now. So take advantage of it while it lasts. Good Guys Heating Cooling Go ahead. Who would have known a wedgie could turn deadly? Davis, who eventually punched his stepdad so hard he knocked him out. Not satisfied, he gave St. Clair an atomic wedgie which involved taking his stepdad's underwear and pulling the elastic waistband over his head and around his neck. Marine Corps veteran Brad Lee Davis is actively trying to get himself an appeal for a case that led to the death of his stepfather after they got into a drunken altercation now seven years into his sentence. He was originally offered a plea deal for four years after giving his stepfather an atomic wedgie. You know the atomic wedgie, right? Yeah, I was going to say, we all, we've all we all had one. No. no who's have, who has really had, had an atomic wedgie? Oh, I have. You, you have wear underwear that's that stretchy? Well, I mean, when I was younger, yeah, you get you wore the tidy whities That's Who the, gave you a wedgie? Not a wedgie. An atomic wedgie, which I feel like you're not t- feeling the gravity of. I know. You're really stressing I understand the atomic, the atomic wedgie. wedgie, but I'm saying a wedgie, period. I've oh. never had one, seen a person give somebody a wedgie. That's just stuff I see on TV. We've all had a wedgie. I'll agree with him on that one. All right. So it, Nelson's going to freak out unless somebody defines what an atomic wedgie is. Please. An atomic wedgie is when you take <laughs> the underwear and you stretch them over their head. Yes. We know that. Yeah, no. right. You did not know that. I, I did know that. Are you crazy? <laughs> I, I think, know there's some things that Nikki D doesn't know. I know that. <laughs> Nikki D doesn't know. Yeah, I thought you knew it too. I, I thought everybody. I think everybody knows it. Nelson will. I, I think. That. I think Nelson came to work today and he's like, "This story, I'm going to shock the world." <laughs> if his dad wouldn't have died, this would have been my good guy story of the day. It was, you know. <laughs> It's an Omaha thing. We invented it. No, we didn't. Nobody knows what an atomic wedgie is, so I am going to shock the radio world 
That's what his alarm had. He had a little note in his alarm. It says, shock world with atomic wedgie definition. Yeah, this is my stern moment. This is this is, look on his yeah. face right now. This is the guy jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge moment for you, Nelson. <laughs> Baby man knows about atomic wedgie. Baby man doesn't think Nikki D knows atomic wedgie. To, to guy, what I do. So the guy died of the atomic wedgie? Is that what you're saying? Yes. So it was, the, it was no. just What? That is not why that man died. He did not die from the wedgie. It was the he act. He died. Go ahead. Okay, from blunt force trauma of strangling and other things that he did to him. He just staged it to look like the wedgie, quote unquote, killed him. That's why the judge gave him so much time. There you go. Look at that. See, it was the wedgie. I thought, you, aren't you supposed oh to be doing God. these headlines just because you're, in, you know, out of the studio? <laughs> Rest of the week, they're all hers. He goes, you know what? I'm changing the story this morning. <laughs> no, I did not. As he woke up this morning, he says, I'm going to shock the world with the atomic wedgie and not, I'm going to change history. I'm going to make up my own words for this story and totally fool the audience. No. <laughs> the band somehow made its way around St. Clair's neck, cutting off his air supply, effectively strangling him. He did stage the crime scene, but he did not stage mm-hmm. the atomic wedgie. <laughs> the atomic wedgie is what killed him. It goes on to say that that man had other wounds that were fatal, that he probably died from before he took that band and put it around his neck. Baby man don't read the second paragraph. Baby man has paragraphs right there. <laughs> there were blows and an atomic wedgie, and that's it. The Marine Corps veteran told his stepfather that he was a bully. (laughs) Things turned physical, according to reports. Uh, Davis said his stepfather got up, tried to punch him, but the trained Marine easily overcame his stepfather's attack, attack, leaving the older man on the floor. That's when Davis decided to add insult to injury. While still on the ground, he pulled up the man's underwear, traditional wedgie, then went the extra mile, elastic band over the man's head, took a photo, blah, blah, blah. Police arrived. Police on the scene, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> baby man know what you mean. Self-defense, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It's a lot of words. I don't want to talk yeah, about that. it's a lot of words. And uh, not, not one of them job. were the words that she is adding. I, I just don't. I, he, he didn't really die of the atomic wedge. He died of either strangulation or what Nikki D is saying. trauma. Because, like, if, if you die of a wedgie, that means you die of probably as gross as and disturbing as it might mm. be, internal bleeding from the butt. You know, because you're yanking it up there. He's saying he was strangled by the band. Right, but that's not part of the wedgie. That's not part of he a wedgie. That's the, strangulation. Right, he took the he took the gimmick off the top and he strangled the dude. No. that's that, You can't just say anybody that's been strangled with underwear has been killed by an atomic wedgie. I know you love this atomic wedgie thing, baby man, but you can't blame everything on the atomic wedgie. Baby man will die on this hill. Can we go on? Yes, please. We got a meeting at 10.15. Oh, my God. A California judge is finding himself on the other side of the gavel because of his wife. Tonight, after decades in the courtroom, a prominent California judge on the other side of the law, accused of shooting and killing his own wife. After a drunken rage, a California judge shot and killed his wife, allegedly from a gun with a gun that he kept in an ankle holster. Allegedly, then he went on to text a colleague after the shooting saying, I won't be in tomorrow. I will be in custody. What did she do? They just had a they were having a verbal argument over a dinner at a restaurant near their home in Anaheim. But they didn't say what they were arguing about. No, he pointed his finger at the arguing about during the August 3rd dispute. The judge had pointed his finger at his wife in a manner mimicking a firearm. 
You know then she was like, what are you going to do, shoot me? Yeah, but I want to know what they were fighting about. Like, I mean, like everybody's got the snapping point. I agree with that. I don't care how docile of a person you are, humanitarian. Everybody's got the snapping point. And I think everybody's got it in them to take someone else's life. Uh, it's just because we're, we're animals. That's what we are. We're, it's, you know, fight or flight kind of stuff. But with that being said, it's got to take something really special to make somebody do that. You know, I don't want to say special because that sounds positive. Well, right. It's got to be something really bad, right, or, or something weird that sets him off. Essentially, his lawyer is arguing that he did not mean for the weapon to discharge. Don't ever point a gun at somebody unless you plan on discharging it. Words to the and effect. Then they're gonna, go ahead. I was about to say, then you throw alcohol into the scenario mm-hmm. as well. You probably was drunk. They might have been even using drugs and just acting a fool. Well, and he's 72. Has he got the shakes? You know what I mean? How has the alcohol affected him anyway? What's his blood sugar at? All those things. Even if you didn't intend to pull the trigger, it's very easy to accidentally pull the trigger. She died? She died. She Cheryl died. Ferguson, mm-hmm. 65, said words to the effect of, why don't you point a real gun at me? No, that's not good. She challenged him. He pulled it out of his holster in his uh, at his ankle, Man. and it went off. Maybe right. you're right. Maybe he had the shakes, and he like give him benefit of the doubt, and he was pointing it over to the right, and because he shook, he went back and hit her. His lawyer said, "We want the we want to be clear. This was an unintentional, accidental shooting, and not a crime. Doesn't that, isn't it still a crime even if it's an accident? It is a crime, <laughs> yeah. and you isn't you don't accidentally shoot somebody when you pull it out and point it at them. That's not an accident. And you sure the hell don't point a hypothetical gun at your wife." No. You don't do that. That's from hypothetical. No, no, I'm not giving him an accident because he's a judge. We're not going to go light on him and try to let him get off on this. This is murder, and he needs to do the same time that he would give somebody else that committed this crime. What about the defense of she was asking for it? It's from a movie. No. What movie? Don't worry about it. You're not even paying attention. You want to sit there and just talk to yourself. I'm just sitting over here listening to you. No. Baby (laughs) man likes to ramble. Nikki's out of talking. There he goes. Nikki out of studio. Baby man rambles. Baby man upset. <laughs> Last minute calls, comments, concerns. Nikki, come back early, would you? <laughs> Can you just cut your trip short? You tell Disney, thank you, but I got to go. Bring your free bag. <laughs> Bring your stuff. I, bag. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I have never met someone that loves free stuff as much as Nikki D. That girl, I mean, I don't care. Like, if you ever give her something for free and you think it's, like, not a big deal. It's a huge deal to her. It's a huge deal. It could be anything. She appreciates anything as long as she doesn't have to pay for it. I do. You could give her. I got my own hashtag. Right. You could could give her a piece of loose leaf uh, paper. (laughs) And she would be over the moon. I was thinking about you. Here we go. (laughs) I'm appreciative. Okay. What's your hashtag? Hashtag what? Hashtag Nikki D eats free. Nikki D eats free. Well, remember that's my Veterans Day hashtag I use. Oh, that's right, because all the free food you makes got. people so mad. I don't know why, but it does. Here, Nelson's hashtag. Hashtag Nel- uh, Nelson doesn't eat because he has no money. <laughs> hashtag well, ba- he does now thanks to the Baileys. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got food now and ten dollars left. Hashtag mm-hmm. Bailey feed baby man. Yeah, he's got <laughs> he's got forty eight hours until he can figure out how to live life again. All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. You can also get us on the text machine with the same number. Remember, messaging data rates do apply, and we'll talk to you if you got something. If not, roll some credits and get out of here for a Wednesday. Hang on. 
As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Almost out of here for a Wednesday. If you missed our conversation, if you care, with Wolfgang Van Halen, uh, you can get that along with the rest of the show and or shows. Uh, the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, is where you can get our podcast. I got to tell you, man, um, thought it was going to be a rough day today for me. I got through it, but uh, it lasts 24 hours. You know, here's the thing. I hate discussing when it comes to a, my personal life. I'll tell you anything about my personal life, but when there's tragedy that's around me, um, one thing that makes me feel uncomfortable is if I post about it or if I talk about it, people, and I'm not blaming people, but people feel the need to console you. I wondered about that, about your post that you made last night. And it makes, you know, I don't want to reply back and say something negative because it's very sweet, but that's how people react, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, I'm sorry for your loss. But I made it very clear in the post that I was not very close with this person, uh-huh. but there were they were a peer of mine. They're in the industry. This man was very sweet to me once a year when I saw him. Same. But that was about the extent of it. You know, and I find out yesterday, actually from Nelson, that he took his own life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just couldn't believe it. You know, jaw dropped. And then, you know, I wake up this morning and an ex-girlfriend of mine, her mother, had passed away. Um, you know, and I don't do well with stuff like that. I don't do I don't do well with moving forward. I don't do well with father time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then another one of my actually very close, fairly close friends, they just lost uh, a pregnancy. Um, and yeah, it's, so, it's like, so sad. bam, 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 bam. And it's not about me, mm-hmm. but we are the vehicle to express, you know, our condolences. But then people that are like really removed from it right. feel like they need to console, console you. Console you. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. But there's nothing you can do about it because right. that's the way it's supposed to go. If you turn off comments, well, that's even a catch twenty two because if you if people said nothing, if you put that post up and not one person commented, then you'd be like, oh, nobody even cared, nobody <laughs> thought to even <laughs> say right. my condolences. <laughs> but then when people do, then you say, no, I don't want your condolences. It's not about me. So it's like really, people can't win <laughs> in these scenarios. Did, wow. Did you see what they're doing for our, our friend that uh, that lost the pregnancy? There, I, I, I never even heard of this website. So it's not a GoFundMe. It's not because they I mean they're going through some tough times. Like the husband just lost the job, his job. I mean, it's been a tough, you know, mm-hmm. couple of weeks for for these two amazing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the I think the uh, one of the mothers of the two went to this website. It's called Meal Train, and you can order meals for people. I have heard of this one time, but I didn't like delve into it. It's like the thought of when somebody has a funeral and you're you're supposed to bring a casserole. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've never heard of this. It, it's brilliant. Whoever came on this website is absolutely brilliant because it's not like you feel like, all right, I'm going to give five dollars. That's all I can give. Mm-hmm. I hope they appreciate it. But then you're kind of judged by everybody that sees your name on there unless you go by anonymous. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you also internally feel like you didn't give enough. But right. you can't go wrong with booking a meal. No, nope. from nope. a DoorDash. These people are going to be eating like for the next two months. I'm looking at right. this list. Everybody's booked a meal. Right. This is fantastic. That's what you need to have, Nelson. Some kind of tragedy so people feed you. I mean, my life kind of is a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, if he just posted the link, I think people would send Nelson no, meals. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Maybe I'm we need to give this the dinosaur mic after yes. So, Nikki, you missed yesterday, but so we've started this really, uh, I don't think, great trend. <laughs> but, you know, Dinosaur Mike, of course, I asked him, hey, do you need food? I know your mom doesn't feed you. 
And he's like expecting it now. Goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can send me some food. So he sent him some food. Oh. Then we he's get a call. doing that until he gets in trouble again. Well, I think he's playing us. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think he's at work. I think he's like just now getting free food from us. So Nelson, of course, has no money. So I was like, well, just go to my, here, use my phone. I don't feel like doing it. Just, just do it on my credit card. Then this other guy calls up and he's like, hey, I'm out at the job site. Send me a pizza. <laughs> yeah. Bailey's like, all right, let's get his information. So he tried to send him a pizza. You know, so you sent out dinosaur Mike food and pizzas yesterday. Yeah, I went to I went to sales yesterday. I said, look, we got to get a uh-huh. we got to get a client on the restaurant or something. Right. I can't keep a, <laughs> people are now just thinking this is the free free food FM right here. Well, you got to get a place like Mel's so they cover like a bunch of different right exactly like fair while they're there and they deliver some DoorDash things. So uh, before we get out of here, question for you guys: Do you prefer during the show in the morning or the afternoon? Mornings. Morning for sure. And piggyback, second second text. He says, why is Nelson always broke all the time? It seems like every time I listen, he's struggling. Feel bad for baby man. (laughs) (laughs) That's what baby man want you to feel bad for. Oh, yeah. All right, we got to get out of here. Nikki D, what you got? The struggle is real. The struggle is real. Nelson, baby man. Baby man, feel good when you feel bad. I should have some surprises for you tomorrow. Maybe as soon as tomorrow, definitely by Friday. Oh, no. Look, uh, and listen to the BS on social media. Give us a like, uh, follow, share if you don't mind. Have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening, not anymore. The BS. If you can't wait for the next installment.